On this week's episode of Five Guys Flicking Around, the plot is honestly too complicated to explain, but trust me when I say this movie's got it all. You want a film starring Kerr Smith from Dawson's Creek? Good news, he's in this. Jones in for some Jamie King who was almost cast in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises? She's the freaking lead! You want to see a lady midget get impaled with a pickaxe? Well, if that's your thing, this movie's got you covered. Guys, let's wrap up Spooktober by talking about the remake of the 1981 film My Bloody Valentine, My Bloody Valentine 3D. I didn't mean to startle you. That's oh, all right. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> no, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Just been informed that zombies have entered the building. They're at the door. They're coming in. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Jason, mother is talking to you! Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. You gotta be fucking kidding. They're coming to get you, Barbara. You're gonna die up there. Candy cane. We all go a little mad sometimes. I see dead people. No! There are ghosts downstairs, Arthur. Right? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep you know yeah just one goes well yeah you know like getting someone's attention would be easier than like mm. steering them although no, and the it... pranks you can pull on a blind person are much better you guys know this song, Hey Leonardo? <laughs> no, how's it go? She likes me for me Not because I look like Tyson Beckford With the charm of Robert Redford Losing out my ears But what she sees Are my faults and indecisions My insecure conditions And the tears upon the pillow that I shed Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Wow. I'm freaked out because it's Halloween and we made it. it. We're here with another Halloween it's classic scary. for you all. It's scary how fast this came up. And we are introducing Chris Rocktober. Mm. <laughs> we yeah. are. He's not in this movie. No, he's not in this one. But just the theme is Chris Rocktober. I don't Rock. know if he's going to be in any of the ones. I like that. I like that. That's better than Ethan Hawktober. No, it's not. It's We're not. doing Ethan Hawktober. Welcome back to Ethan Hawktober. I like Ethan Hawktober, um, but I like Chris Rocktober too. Dwayne the Rocktober Johnson. <laughs> also good. We're back in the uh, the spooky season. We're back mm-hmm. in the spooky season, and it is crazy. Um, I feel like we just did a spooky season. Arachnophobia, Scream. Joyride. Joyride. And I'm looking at Bad it. Boys. I'll tell you what it is if you guys want to know. Um, I would appreciate a hint. It was Friday the Thirteenth, of course. Ah, that's I a good hint. Dan was on it, and yeah, yeah no, but that, Friday uh, the Thirteenth, the fourth one. No, the remake of the nineteen eighty original Friday the Thirteenth, which is a good segue because My Bloody Valentine came out in nineteen eighty one. Yes, they remade it in two thousand nine. Yes, in three D, which is the one we're talking about. It today. was very well done also in three D. The other movie, two thousand nine. Yeah. Jared Pilecki was in Friday the 13th. This one has... Uh, he had a big year. Jensen Ackles or whatever his name oh, is. Oh, yeah. And they're both no, from Supernatural. the other one. Yeah. No, he was, yeah, he wasn't in yeah. it. That was 2005. House yes. of Wax. 
Which... We did watch the first hour of House of Wax. Yeah. And then we I pivoted. did not. We still might do House of Wax at some point. We also watched all of Who Be Halloween. Yeah, so we, full disclosure here. <laughs> that was a good uh, Adam Sandler. We got to come clean. We uh, got really excited about Hubie Halloween coming out on Netflix. You know, we we kind of knew what to expect that it you know it was going to be just a classic new Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and uh, Kevin James was in it. That got our our needles yeah. vibrating a little bit for sure. And, I was uh, vibrating. I loved it. I was bummed that we had to pivot because it was phenomenal. Uh, Adam Sandler, I love when he does voices. That guy has made so much money, which is why we're not doing that movie. No. I'm still down to do it. I loved it. Fuck it. Hubie Halloween, let's do it. Yeah, no. Um, cool, I didn't we watch it. We opened with Hubie. <laughs> is it on Halloween? <laughs> it's near around Halloween. It's around Halloween. So we did end up doing My Bloody Valentine. Yes, we did. Yeah, thank God. It was Hubie good. Hubie Halloween was a turd. I would recommend watching it just for the Tim Meadows because he delivers a strong performance. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily anything he does, more of the wardrobe and uh, makeup. Interesting. But yeah, 2009's My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. Let's talk about it. It was um, a fun time for me. Is this your first impression? If you want to introduce this as my first impression, I will... Then deliver it. What's your that first way. spook pression? My spooked first pression <laughs> is um, I am reminded of how much I enjoyed slasher films. Mm-hmm. There was a period in my life um, years ago where I watched a lot of slasher films, and this kind of brought me back to that place. I'm always um, excited to see what kind of kills they can come up with. And I just get into, I found myself with like an annoying habit in slasher films where like whenever a kill happens, I always have to respond audibly. Oh yeah. Cause anytime a kill happened in this movie, I was always just like, Oh, or like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Or, like I love that. And like, yeah, now that's what you want. I was watching you experience it. So for me, that was most of the fun since I had to watch okay, this movie good. twice back good. to back. Cause I was a little self-conscious. Yeah. That was most of my enjoyment on the second one. Glad we cleared that up. Had a good time. Oh yeah. Uh, my first impression, I had a similar one to talking during the movie. I saw this in theaters with Kyle in 3d. I drank a bottle of white Merlot before. Wow. Classic Aaron. <laughs> it really wasn't. The, the, the Merlot part wasn't. Merlot the, and a horror. The white film? Merlot. Like, um, and I talked the whole movie in theaters. <laughs> it was relatively crowded, too. Oh, man. And uh, I threw up outside afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a great time. I had a great time. Yeah, I remembered a lot of the movie. It wasn't like I was yeah. like, watching it today. This is the second time I've seen it. And I remembered a lot of it from that first time, which yeah. was surprising. Yeah, yeah. super cool shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a good... You don't get a lot of good old school slashers anymore. I'm going to put her away. I'm going to put her in the crate. That would be crate. Oh! What's up, player? What's up? What's up, player? How you doing, dude? Good. Doing real good. How's Maddie? Doing real, real good. Good, man. Six months. She's got a lot more uh, baby like activity. Yeah, like. more personality showing mm-hmm. up. She's got um, 
the grabby hands, anything you hold. Yeah. Right now, she wants to take from you. Like Quinn. It's very Quinn-like. Mm-hmm. We even have squeaky toys. Mm-hmm. How's Quinn? Yeah, you guys have kind of hit the same stride as far as like, like intellect, mm-hmm. sort of. I think Maddie has a little bit more to go. Mm-hmm. Cause Quinn can like figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. But like that'll be a nice sweet spot when you guys are like at the yeah. same level. Fetch. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> getting to work on her going to the bathroom outside. <laughs> it's still kind of rough, but the pee pads are still in effect. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, cool first glasses. impressions. Great slasher. They don't make them like this anymore. It had a very retro vibe. Yeah. It felt like they were doing like the by the beat of the old slashers yes. of the 80s, which is what I love the most about mm-hmm. it. So I, I love this movie. It's a mm-hmm. perfect horror film for the last 15 years that isn't scary. It's fun. Yeah. Pollard, do you want to... Uh... Yeah, so uh, I'm going to need a little bit of your guys' help. I didn't watch the movie. Okay. We, we're going to have a plot rundown, and um, a really big portion of this plot has to do with like the first 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and so much of it was blazing by, like, I'm going to get it wrong. So this is your uh, you know, your warning ahead of time. Um, following early warning. No, no, just like the way that it's introduced, it gets started real fast. Mm-hmm. And you have to buy into a plot that's already moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some clear important events in the beginning. But you get this like newspaper headlines uh, of a mine. There was uh, a murder spree. Um, and like you said, they're playing on that 3D stuff. A lot of it's coming at you. And there is a flashback of this mine blowing up with a guy that's in a hospital bed. And you're trying to put together like who was the owner of the mine? Cause he had a son who was mm-hmm. there, but um, putting the pieces together, you have this town called harmony. Um, you have a, a group of people who uh, are largely dependent upon the mine in the town, similar to like what you might see a factory representing in a small town, America and a lot of stories. Um, and you have this horrible, murder spree occurring on Valentine's Day, uh, 10 years prior to where a lot of the plot picks up. So you have this guy who wakes up in the hospital bed and kills the patient next to him. Oh, hell no! And that's where he gets away and the cops show up and there's this um, introduction to a killer on the run and murder. A gory hospital. Valentine's Day. It was shockingly gory yeah. very fast right mm-hmm. yeah you get uh like a torso basically like someone's body cut in half amongst like five other people that have been murdered and then they go to the hallway and you see a woman's chest ripped open and her heart's been removed and blood's everywhere as as aaron said what did you say aaron you got a skinny little runt named Dalton working here that had to hurt you said that's a literal bloodbath yeah, no, it was a literal bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, so you have this character, Harry Warden, um, who they know was involved in some murders, and then he was supposed to have been in a coma, and I guess he woke up, and then there's the young kid's party at the tunnel. Yeah. I was in a prison that had a Harry Warden. <laughs> no, yeah, the, it, it could be somebody named Harry in the positions warden. In this case, that was his first and last name. Harry Warden. And he was a mine I worker. stand corrected. He was a mine worker involved in an explosion at yeah. the fault of the owner's son. Let me yeah. let me try a stab at it. Whew. A more concise one. 
The movie opens with newspaper headlines giving you the backstory information. The main character, or one of the three main characters in this movie's name is Tom. He had caused a mine accident which crushed six guys, not him included, in the mine. One of the mine workers, Harry Warden, murdered the other five so that he could preserve the oxygen. He then went into a coma once he was rescued. He came out of the coma a year later and upon waking up, killed about 15 people in this hospital and then got loose and the cops show up and they're looking for him they say there's no way this guy's alive he's been in a coma but he did wake up and now they're wondering where did he go meanwhile the antagonists of the movie or sorry the protagonists of the movie are partying at the mine this very same night a year after thank you for clearing that up it makes so much more sense tom who caused the mine his dad owned the mine. Mm-hmm. Me and so him, upon uh, the year later when he wakes her from the coma and kills a bunch of people in the hospital, we get a, a scene with the partiers. And this is a cool... Um, it's a cool version of like the days of confused like partying in the forest. Mm-hmm. Or like stuff. down by the lake or something. Yeah, yeah. Like every slasher movie, but every teen movie has these like... The small town hangout. Small place. town outdoor like party. And this one's like in a mine. Like that's pretty cool. And one of the guys at the party, of course, is the um, the son of the, the mine owner. Um, you son of a mine owner. <laughs> and I think just the character itself, this guy Harry, our killer... Um, is equipped with a very good image. Like the idea that he was a miner and you get the mask and the pickaxe and the right there's like an automatic oh, yeah, yeah. style yeah, the mask that is comes intimidating with intimidating and the weapon is uh, unique and memorable. So these kids are gathering and they got beers. Um, one of the guys, maybe it's one of the girls walking up to the tunnel says, "Okay, say over the pants hand job." <laughs> Yay. You guys want one? No, we're good. Come on. And I thought that was great. Because that's what you say when you're walking up to a party. That's what I say. Is you ready to party? Yeah. Because you want to make sure that who you're with is ready. Well, if I'm there to party, I want to make sure who I'm with is also there to party. I don't want to be babysitting like a Debbie Downer all night. It's like, you ready to party? Uh, You're a Debbie Downer? Yeah. Oh, okay. That fart reeked. I got so... It just went down the face. I didn't get it. Straight in my face. And I was just like... Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You've been sprayed. So Fartsauce.com. So it's Tom. Tom and Sarah go to the party, and Tom's a little bit freaked out or whatever, and he finds an excuse or what it seems to just send her ahead into the party mm-hmm. while he goes back to the truck. Um, Sarah walks in and finds dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Killed by shotties. Riding on their Maserati. What's in the trunk driving? What's in the what's in the dead bodies? Killed by shotties driving in my Maserati brand new production. And then there's a guy who fakes brand new production. Being Harry Warden, like it's a fake jump scare. Yeah. Who is then pickaxed through the eye from behind by the actual Harry Warden. Yeah. yeah with the, it's a uh, good kill. With the um the newspaper, they hit you with the 3D right away, right? Which is, if you're in a 3D movie, you're like, I need that this 3D, cool. like, mm-hmm. get me, get it into me. And then the the eyeball one's like the first kill, or the first kill you see. And just like that eyeball coming out at you is like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And there's already a, a, 
a bunch of dead bodies. Killed by shotties, driving in a Maserati brand new production. But that's the first one that you see. There's another kid who runs into it and knocks his head. He gets a pickaxe to the face mm -hmm. as well. Um, and then we get one of arguably maybe the best kill in the movie, which is the shovel mm -hmm. kill. And it's it's the shovel going through half of a girl's face. And then the top half of her head slides so towards the camera where yeah. you could tell if you had the 3D glasses, like it would have been extra gory. There's such yeah. an art to the slow body like fall yeah. after it's been severed. Yeah. It has to be done right. Yeah, the bottom half of her body just slowly falls to the floor, but her head is on top of the shovel moving it's towards you. It's just shovel oh, through yeah. the face. Incredibly gory and awesome. <laughs> so, Harmony... Ten that years later, <laughs> Harmony. Ten years later, we get to and pick up guy. with the bulk of the film. Um, I love a good ten years later, or fifteen years later, or mm -hmm. twenty years later yeah. in a small town. Right. So ten years later, it, we find out that it was twenty-two murders that had occurred. Yeah. Then the, you get uh, the news channel basically going through. It's the ten-year anniversary, and they noted twenty-two. And I was like, that sounds about right. Like there was a lot of fucking people that got killed. Mm -hmm. It was probably movie. eight. To 12 at the hospital. Yeah. Right? And then 10 or so in the mine. Yeah. Like, uh, but they also say 22 people murdered men, women, and children. We didn't see him kill any kids, but that would have been interesting. Uh, maybe some of the uh, people well, drinking in the mine were underage the and they count them as children. That's true. The hospital yeah. probably had a kid he, or two. He went into the pediatric room. <laughs> Yeah. That changes. It's a easy, game changer. Easy pickings. Yeah. And they did, yeah. they did not choose to murder any kids on camera what's the, for the movie, which the I think is... the baby unit called? The, like, Nick? Nick you? Yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's like the, the yeah, that's intensive care unit. Yeah. Yeah. Newborn intensive care unit. Yeah. Something like that. Dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. have a sheriff who's from one of our kids from earlier, 10 years prior. The great Curse Smith. His name is Axel. Mm -hmm. Which is Axel Rose? In... Yeah. All right. It's a great name. Yeah. For the mind too, like Ax mm -hmm. Axel. I like it. Yeah. And yeah. we find out he's married to a brunette, which was <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> you sound like you're 60 years old. Yeah. He's <laughs> married to a brunette. <laughs> That's just how my notes read. <laughs> and that was Sarah from from also earlier. It's, uh, it's three of. Two of the three main characters in the movie. Yeah. We also meet <laughs> old man Ben, who is Teagster from Roadhouse. Yeah. He owns the Double Deuce. He was the Double Deuce owner in Roadhouse, and we were very excited to see him in this film. Had way more lines in this movie than he did in Roadhouse. Yeah. Well, we don't know about the original four-hour director's cut. That's true. The Roadhouse originally was. That was and there's down. a scene with Teags where he hits on... Sarah at this cafe with her husband there. It's like it's like light older man flirting. Like, when are you gonna leave this guy from you know, that kind of thing. He's not like <laughs> it was it was awkward. Did you get that? I got both sides of the coin. On the first watch I was like, that was awkward. On the second watch I was like, that was playful. Your exploits arresting hardened bicycle thieves would be a big hit. Hey Sarah. Hey sweetie. Hey, don't forget to pick up Noah's soccer gear tonight. Yeah, I'll take care of it. Hey, you, uh, missed me on TV. Oh, yes, that's right. How was he? When are you gonna dump this bum and run away with me? I got off work at 8. Well, I'll be sure to tuck the top down on my Cadillac. <laughs> Man, come on, I'm sitting right here.
I couldn't take my eyes off the diner prices. Two fifty for a tuna salad, three dollars for hot wings. I gotta go to this diner. How many hot wings? I didn't say. Was it tuna salad and a sandwich? Yeah, or? tuna salad sandwich, two fifty. That's so a good egg price. Salad is probably comparable. Three eleven. Mm. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would you be didn't a good see it, price. But it was on the board in the back. Yeah. I mean, this is only 2009. Probably like 69 cent sodas. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I got two quarters, a dime, a nickel, and four pennies. What will that get me? A can of soda. Yeah. So yep. not only is Axel having an affair with this woman who's working for his wife, mm-hmm. um, now you're getting it. But she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, she's like. Hey, you don't have to give me anything for Valentine's Day yeah. because I'm pregnant. Yeah, you already got me the best gift of all. And the look on his eyes were like so obviously like horror, like mm-hmm. scared. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? And she was like smiling in a way that was like super manipulative and mischievous and like And like yeah, she knows that her being pregnant is going to there's some things that have to move around and Oh yeah. some stuff that has to play out. It's not just this is great, right? It's like, mm. we need to figure out a game plan here. And she got him one of the laziest Valentine's Day cards I've ever seen. Yeah. It said on the front, every time I think of you, and then on the inside it said, my heart smiles. Yeah, Love, just... blah, blah, blah. Somebody else wrote is. that. <laughs> it's just like, if you're going to get your you know, man's something, at least write something, I don't know, heartfelt she, inside. I think she like, did the old yeah. trick where like you get a blank card, and then you read a card off the shelf, but you just handwrite what was written on that one. Is that what you do for Christy? And it's like, oh, you wrote me a little thing. And it's like, that way you don't have to... I stole that from the other one. Yeah. yeah. So as long as they don't read a lot of Hallmark cards. Interesting. Hmm. This is a good This is a good life hack. That's tip. This is a good life hack. Tip. Interesting. You get the blank card, yeah. get the card that's already written, rewrite it yourself, plagiarize. It's good. It's a good so tip. I'm saying. You know who has a good uh, card bit is Kevin James. Yeah? Of course he does. Star of Hubie Halloween. One of the stars of Hubie Halloween. Tom shows up again. We find out that he has been gone from this town for 10 years since the... He hasn't been hanging around. Right. And I've got nothing to do. I've been hanging around this town. Um, he was the son, again, of the owner of the mine. He meets up with Ben, who's been running the operations, or so it seems. In... Ben's been hanging around. Yes, Ben has town. been there. I've been hanging around this town I've been bumming around this old town for way too long. And he informs for him that he's... way too long for how old he is, I'd say. He's, he, yeah. We find out that the dad died recently, his son didn't even go to the funeral, and that he wants to sell the mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, can you break down for us the financial process in which this selling of the mine... I know that there's some um, severance pay for the workers. There's also a group of office workers who are to be keeping a job... And he's somehow making out with a lot of money. I was more upset that the Tiggy character, the Roadhouse guy, was upset. Because it's like, he's like, yeah, I might keep my job, but for how long? And it's like, dude, you have a baller house. You're like 65. You have no kids or wife, it seems like. Like, yeah. what do you need the money for? Just fucking ride into the sunset, right. dude. 
Then we have one of the the more graphic scenes in the movie, the motel scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a little person running the motel, and also with a headshot on the wall, which was interesting. I missed that. Yeah, headshot of herself. Yeah, <laughs> which every motel owner should have. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit out of left field, like. You know, yeah. there's. I think there's a, a place for little people well, to be in movies, yeah. but when it comes out of left field and is... Uh, but that's why I liked it. It's like, this is a slice of life that exists. Like, let's shine a light on it. Yeah. Let's have some fun and fuck up the midget. And one of the good things is... <laughs> they definitely... You get a fun kill that you wouldn't have had with someone. Exactly. Absolutely. And then you can't... It's better than doing that with a child. At least it's like, all right, she's old. There was a yeah. lot of setting the scenes up for these kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case the midget pickaxe up to the ceiling to get stuck with the like uppercut pickaxe under the chin straight through into the ceiling into the ceiling like up maybe six feet but it's yeah but what makes it so great is when he does the pickaxe he picks up the midget with it and then they show her getting like electrocuted in the lights too. Like it's not just her getting hit into the lights. It's like, and it's just like that's fucked up, man. Like, yeah. She already got it through the jaw. Then she got hit by the lights, but like she also got electrocuted. Badass. That's a tough way to go. It's a good She's kill. not the only kill in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this scene, we know Tom is staying at the motel. We also have the couple having sex in the room next to him. Mm-hmm. Both of those people end up getting killed. There is. An exchange of a couple different ways between this guy and this girl. Um, she doesn't want to be a prostitute, but he pays her anyway. She finds out that he's taping them having sex. She storms out of the ho- the motel naked, running after him. Yeah. It's very dramatic. Which like, is like funny because she storms out and she's upset because she wants the sex tapes. But it's like you're naked in the middle of the street brandishing a gun. That looks just as bad as a sex tape, yeah. I'd say. Yes. It's always a good idea to pay and to film because then you're off the hook for prostitution because then you're paying someone to be an actress in a film you're making. More just good. a fun little loophole there. <laughs> More good life hacks. Yeah. 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 And when the guy who's paid her is approaching his truck and is leaving and he's kind of telling her off, um, he gets a pickaxe to the top of the head. A very nice round bald head. So fresh and so clean, clean. For the pickaxe to enter, which was a very good jump scare kill with uh, our killer inside the truck when he opens the door. It was a good moment. It was. It's weird that he was in the truck. Like, for all the things that the killer does, why was he in that truck? He he knew that the guy was going to leave and then he wanted to kill him. He broke in and that was his that was his way. He, it was in the same way that he gets the midget from being in the closet. He kind of, like, wants the person to come to them so that he can have... But how does he know that the guy's going to... Do the banging and then bounce, you know? Well, just going to kill him in the morning if he didn't show up at night? Yeah, he may have been there. Who knows? As far as we know, at this point in the film, he he could have been in that truck for a couple hours. Sounds like you don't know the film very well. Also, what are the chances that that guy exits the hotel at that time? Like, if you were going to stake out the place and kill the guy when he gets back into his truck, like, you'd probably want to get there like 6 37 a.m. and just wait it out till he's done in the morning. Yeah. There's no way of knowing for sure that he's going to leave in the middle of the night. I bet he thought to himself, it's good I got in the truck when I did. <laughs> yeah. Good timing. That really worked out. I'm glad I didn't wake till 6 a.m. Maybe, like he was was trying to, originally. maybe he was trying to steal the truck. And then when the guy opened the door, he's like, oh, fuck. 
Maybe well he always him. dreamed of being a big rig driver. Couldn't get the licensing, couldn't yeah. pass the test. Yeah. And so he just gets his jollies like pounding off. And maybe, <laughs> maybe he's, you know, a single father on his way to Vegas for an arm wrestling competition and he just needs a rig to get him there, you know? Because in this country, our hearts are open. Over the top. <laughs> now, fun fact, though. The guy who's naked banging the girl who's also naked is the writer of the movie. Yes. So he, like, wrote himself into the guy fucking the chick. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Yeah, no, good on him. It was a great scene. I was going to say a couple things here. Uh, one of them is that Aaron noted when we were watching that the last thing the guy did before he got murdered was make a porno. That made me laugh. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, and then uh, Pollard said very astutely that in this scene, it's a very long scene with this girl who's completely naked, vagina, butt, mm-hmm. boobs. It's all out there. And he was like, this chick must have been naked for like three days filming this. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was yeah. a long Just scene, a long time. Yeah. And so they they cut costs on like wardrobe and you yeah. know time and makeup, and it was just like, are you ready to film? And she's just, yeah, it's kind of like three mini scenes that yeah. she did. Oh, is the writer bald, or do you think he was like, this guy's a bald guy? It's good. Yeah, it might yeah. have been a cap. Like this guy's, this guy's a smooth criminal. They already yeah. had to make the prosthetic anyway for the pickaxe right. going through. He's like, I'll just wear it. Which yeah. is interesting, because like, do you want? Yeah, maybe he's like the bald kill is gonna be better. Yeah. We also noticed that this girl, the girl in this scene who gets killed, um, is also one of the original friends. The core four. Yeah, she, she was, was dating Axel. Yes. Kerr Smith. <sighs> the sheriff. It's a lot to follow, <laughs> and her name's Irene, and of course the cop our sheriff axel knows irene i liked uh when they come to the crime scene the the sheriff the deputy i guess to kirk smith says irene never did the jilling i'm sorry sheriff i know you two used to be an item that was a long time ago martin (sighs) yeah and it's like who says that yeah (laughs) Who says, like, right. my small condolences, town. I know you guys used to bang. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small town. Um, yeah, but you could have just said, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know you were close with her. Like, right. yeah. You didn't, need to you didn't like, have to say you were to, an like, item. remind the audience, like, oh, yeah, from earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an important piece of this case was that the camera was still recording when the killer made some of the last moves, which so sets up a scene later. Makes it a snuff film. It is. And it sets up a scene later where Axel is just watching... This sex tape. Yeah. He has the craziest look in his eyes. Also, Axel receives Irene's heart in a valentine later at the police station. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, anytime a body part is shipped through the mail, you have to ask, how did that get all the way through? Because right. blood was dripping out of that thing when he got his hands on it. From what I understand, the postal system is pretty corrupt. It is bad. You know. Not trustworthy. Right. I've, I've heard reports of ballots and mail just being thrown out kyle probably knows a little bit they're more dumping about... them in rivers is what they're doing you know post postmen are literally saying pay me for your ballot uh it's it's just wow. another liberal way to to block uh so Trump like, from winning again so it'd be like i'm the mailman mm-hmm. like here's your mail sir and he'd be like give me money or i'm gonna 
you know, dump it in the river. You'd oh, be I'm like, saying, like, you say you that to me. Ballot? Like, pay me or I'm going to throw it in a river. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And he has and, nothing. And these are all... These are all in Republican places that the post officers are doing this. Okay. Because they're trying to suppress the Republican vote. Sure. The only way Sleepy Joe can win. That makes sense. The only way. Um, Tom visits the mine to see Ben, Roadhouse Dude, and his plan is to tell him, I've changed my mind. I'm not selling the mine. He gets a ride with Red. Another Roadhouse uh, reference. Another Roadhouse reference for sure. Well, interesting. When we were vetting House of Wax, that's what it's called. Yep, yep. Yeah, the uh, two characters were named Dalton and Wade. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. yeah. And they like, had a that line. That has to like, be intentional. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Like, like the director's favorite movie or something. Right. Like... The next scene, Tom is in the hospital. And I thought that there was something really funny about this scene because like everyone just happens to be there. It's a lot about relationships. Mm-hmm. And we know Axel's cheating on Sarah. So there's infidelity. Mm-hmm. There's trust issues. There's affairs. There's Lost romance. It's, it's in some ways, a romantic thriller. Yeah, saying goodbye to your youth, but also embracing, you know, the next step as a family. The dying coal industry, we've kind of touched on it. Big part of what this is about. I don't want to say it, but Obama wasn't president yet. I feel like it's his fault the mind shut down, though. If I'm being honest, he was president in 2008. Yeah, so it definitely was his fault then. Definitely was his fault. January. Yeah, so this movie came out in 09. So that's why the coal mine probably shut down. When it down. was made, he wasn't president, probably. Maybe. Yeah, but it was set no. in but the future. Know, in the Bush but we know it was his fault. <laughs> we know it was his fault, though. Sure. They can't find his birth certificate. It's nah. true. No it's, one knows. No one knows where he was born. Yeah. And our, our current president saying that, so you know it's true. Right. Yeah. And his middle name is Hussein. I don't like that. Big red flag. Are you trying to find that perfect pumpkin? Tired of going out night after night to sleazy patches, carving whatever trashy pumpkin you can get your hands on? Well, maybe it's time you head on over to pumpkinmatch.com. Pumpkinmatch.com is the first website specifically designed to pair you with that perfect pumpkin you've been dreaming of. Fill out a robust questionnaire, create a profile, and start judging pumpkins based solely on how they look. Because why would it even matter what's inside those pumpkins when you can look at a still picture and decide if that's a pumpkin you want to carve? And sure, a lot of those really good-looking pumpkins have shitty seeds on the inside, but why the fuck would you even care? Because hey, at least it looked good on the outside. Meanwhile, the pumpkins that don't look as good, maybe because it has a tiny stem or is getting a little old to still be available, but probably have way better seeds on the inside that you'd probably be more happy with and more satisfied with, especially if you eventually want to plant some of those seeds and grow some pumpkins of your own someday, but who the fuck cares, because you're always just going to pick the pumpkin that looks good on the outside. Whatever the fuck, sign up, I don't care. Um, Axel interrogates Tom. Tom is convinced that he's not going to leave town anymore and he wants to go find the killer. Mm -hmm. So he kind of goes off on his own to visit the mine. Mm -hmm. um, And he wanders into that shed in the woods. And then there's the killing of our roadhouse beloved character. And he has a sweet double barrel shotgun Mm -hmm. that is it's really cool extra long yeah and it's a vertical double barrel which Mm -hmm. i've never seen before i'm kind of disappointed because we found you on craigslist you said i'm a double barrel shotgun expert now you're saying you've never seen a vertical double barrel shotgun. that is a testament to the uniqueness of this shotgun because i've seen every shotgun there is out on the market i've never seen a custom shotgun quite like this huh i find that hard to believe he was a Dr. Pepper shotgun expert. He can shotgun a Dr. Pepper. 
That's true. Uh-huh. Uh, that's more of my hobby. <laughs> okay. That's also fun. Tell us more about that. So our sheriff, Axel, now has a list of suspects down to the amount of people who visited that grave with them. It was a clear F you to the cops, you know, taunting of the police force, and it could only have occurred from, you know, five or six people. He says, I'm pretty sure it's not my wife, so let's get the the old sheriff and the Tom character, because there are suspects right now. Um, and then we get one of my favorites, which is, I mentioned previously, the grocery store scene. Yeah, great so, scene. So Sarah, the wife of the, the sheriff who's running this grocery store, which, by the way, is named after her maiden last name. Really? Did you guys notice that? I forget no. what the name was. It's right here. Samsonite. But her maiden name. I'm just impressed that you picked up on that. But a lot of the other stuff. Hey, you know what? Some of it was hard to follow, but... You didn't see the the self-portrait of the innkeeper. When Tom visits her at the store for the first time, he says, like, oh, I guess your name's not Sarah... Mercer. I was way off. I guess your name's not Sarah Mercer anymore, because he sees the the wedding photo or whatever. So the the grocery store is still called Mercer's. Now, she marries Axel and takes his last name, but doesn't change the name of the business. It was her parents' business. You weren't paying that much attention. She's the owner. Just as if Tom's the owner. Well, and she it, still works for her parents is what he said. Her parents are not in the film at all. I know, but they own the grocery store. They're acquired and close by. I, I don't think that they're alive. And it could have even been the grandparents' grocery store, in which case, like, definitely can't change it. Now it's like a legacy thing, you know? I'm just saying, if I marry a woman, not only does she have to t- take my last yep, name, absolutely. but she has to change anything named with her name in form of assets or... LLCs. I'm not going to argue with you. Dude, there's... I'm not going to... You're right. You're absolutely right. They hear some sounds. Harry shows up. Uh, There's a great reveal of him in between one of the aisles and just a cool scene. The lights go off. A really cool scene of them running up and down the aisles with Harry chasing after them. Love grocery stores. Love grocery store scenes. Yes. Movies. Mm -hmm. I do. Always fun. Yeah. Especially with the lights off. Yeah. Little giants. It's something Uh, that's... Cobra. Yes. Yeah. Jingle all the way. Yes. Toy Store. Yes. Yeah. Little Giants. It. It's something uh, that's... Yes. Cobra. Yes. Yeah. Jingle All the Way. Yes. Toy Store. Yes. Yeah. The Mist. Yes. Yeah. Another good horror movie. Takes place entirely in a grocery store. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The Wrestler. Nice. Mm, don't remember that. Mickey Rourke. Is yeah. At the meat oh, that's right. He's working Ranger. at the meat. He's got the hairnet. Yeah. Yeah. He eats the cereal and he just eats it straight from the box. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love me some Mickey Rourke. Yeah. He's just a man's man. Yeah. He kind of looks like a lady now. Yeah. Like an older lady who's had a lot of work done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like super fan Mark McGrath. We edit that out. Sarah gets the killer at one point with like a frozen turkey leg, which is kind of funny. Uh-huh. Megan, who's the mistress, also gets him with a mop. Like they fight back that these two girls for girls for sure better yeah. better than most of the people that the killer encounters. Yeah, she hits the killer and she says, "Clean up on aisle 6. <laughs> it's like that's fun. Did she really yeah. say that? No. Oh, <laughs> I totally missed that. Yeah, just like get real. <laughs> just like it gets all punny in the light. Like, 
There's no horror. She kicks him in the nuts like these eggs have gone bad. They get they get stuck in the back room. There's a great scene of them barricading the door, him breaking through. Yes, your eggs are scrambled. <laughs> They're fumbling for the key to open up the window in order to escape to the back. A good tension scene. Yeah. Again, one of those that's drawn out a little bit more. Great. It's a really funny procedural like exit. Like I gotta get the keys out and like I'm like it's just very. I thought for sure she was gonna drop the keys and they were both gonna die. Yeah. And I was wrong. Megan's the one who gets mutilated horribly in the back alley by our killer. It's it's sort of a back alley. Let's yep. Call it what it is, you know. A B A A. Yeah. <laughs> bah! That so, little lamb is no more. Okay, so we have a scene at the home of Axel and Sarah. Uh, Noah is there with the. Um, I feel. Very respectable Rosa yeah. is doing the laundry and just gets axed. She gets axed and then she gets shoved in the laundry machine and like burned alive. She gets burned by the dryer. This poor yeah. nanny slash housekeeper. Right. Yeah, when the two cops that show up, which by the way was a horrible like all of our starters are injured like bench yeah bench players right. have to go in yeah because apparently axel and the other like good cops on the force spread are a little thin they right now. spread a little thin <laughs> and so you have this like female rookie cop with the retired cop you are scared for noah their son because he's still trapped in the house i'm not i forgot he was in the movie for being a, a husband and wife duo that is in almost every scene of the entire movie, they rarely talk about their son. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. You forget he exists. It's more, he's used as a grounding, like, I have a kid with him. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, yeah. like, anchor look how baby. connected we are. Yeah. yeah. Such yeah. a total anchor baby. So the woman cop finds, like we said, Rosa in the dryer. She's, her corpse is steaming. Yeah. Here's an ad for steaming corpse. Yeah. And then when his name is Burke, the retired cop kind of circles around back. He gets surprised um, by the killer with Aaron. You mentioned the under the jaw. That's great. And then rip out of the jaw. To, with all like a la Roadhouse. Kind of thing. All la Roadhouse. Yeah. Right? It, it, like it wasn't a throat, yeah. but it was, it was a, jaw a jaw rip. It looked jawfully painful. <laughs> And they definitely <laughs> prepare to die. You are such an asshole. Um. Wait. Pause. Jana texted me. She said she's door dashing Del Taco. Do you guys want anything? No. I'm so good. I'll have a cheese quesadilla. Did you eat the other two? Not yet. So you're going to be sitting on three quesadillas. Yeah. <laughs> you got two quesadillas from Cafe Rio yesterday that you haven't eaten. And now you're getting one today. from Del Taco. Oh, that was today. Yeah. Jesus, time's weird. Dude. That, <laughs> With the green that was sincere. It was. Yeah. Because well, last night we ordered. No, that was two nights ago that you got Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. And I still have my salad. And then I we got Popeye's today. We, we door dash a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the so. good news in this scene is that Noah is uh, not killed. So he did not have to see like a six-year-old death. Indifferent news. Would have actually preferred to see him die. And uh, his job at this point is to convince her that Axel's the killer. His job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, right. And Axel has been trying this whole time to convince her that Tom's the killer. You know, you got this whole love triangle thing going on. She ends up in the car with him um, in order for him to show her something. 
and Axel calls her. She gets freaked out. Now she's convinced maybe Tom's the killer, and she grabs the wheel of the car, causing a car accident when she swerves. Um, great tree branch through the windshield, uh, and she runs to try to get some safety. And and this uh, this old house, uh, the sheriff's dad's old house, Christmas dad's old house, Axel's dad's old house. Uh, it looks like a junkie den. Like, yeah, it's like worn down. It looks yeah. rats. Yeah, it looks like like he's you know, held prisoners there. Yeah, like people go there in the woods to do drugs. Dennis <laughs> Hopper in Hoosiers dried out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we know that Axel uses this for to his bang. yeah his like mistress Megan. Megan. Yeah. Um, so it's unclear to me why he may be unaware of the stack of valentine's boxes that she finds when she gets there yes she now starts to turn her thinking towards maybe her husband is the killer and he was like you know i plan on doing a lot of killing so i'm gonna buy a bunch of heart boxes now <laughs> yeah because i'm sick of having to go to the store every time I kill it someone. was my idea earlier on in the film that a way to track the killer would be to trace down the purchases of these valentine's day boxes it's tough now with all the online shopping even in 2009 i'm just saying there she claims that she saw 300 in there i think that she was exaggerating pollard said like halfway through the movie he's like i could solve this crime in a couple minutes all i would need to do is look up who's buying all the valentine's day boxes and i'm like you're onto something because I just watched this movie. And then 30 minutes later, when all the Valentine's Day boxes come piling out of the cupboard, yeah. I was like, see, you actually would have been right. Like, I'm, if you just st- I'm telling you, like, a lot of people are buying, these. like, okay, those boxes are only sold in Valentine's Day season. Sure. Right. And they're sold to a lot of, a lot of people are buying those. It's not a unique item. Mm-hmm. However, three the purchase of 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even if he's spreading it out to different stores and buying like ten at a time, somebody's that's still noticing bizarre. it. There yeah. is a trend right. in the purchase of Valentine's Day boxes that mm-hmm. is directly linked to this murder spree. And we know at the end of the movie that the killer was loose for three years, so maybe that's what he was doing: buying them one at a time, getting his tools together. Yeah, his supplies. So the killer shows up. She's able to break out, and she ends up, of course, in the mine mm-hmm. because. Every scene ends up at the mine yeah. in this movie. It's a great set for just the movie. We talked about it, but it's, like, it's cool. I'm never upset when they're in the mine. It's like inherently disorienting and claustrophobic, and like yeah, yeah. you immediately have uh, a scary vibe and low light. Yeah, it's good. So she ends up in the mine and she tries to hide. Axel shows up. She ends up clonking him over the head, thinking he was the killer. Gets his gun, and now she's pointing the gun at her husband, Axel. Tom shows up. It's her ex-lover and her husband both claiming each other are the killer. Mm -hmm. And there was a fun moment for us when we watched where Kyle paused it and was just like, who do you think it is? Nice. And what'd you say? I guess wrong. I mean, all, all signs were pointing to Tom was the killer. About five minutes before that, at the chocolate box scene, he said, ah, it's gotta be Tom. And then when I asked him when it came down to the, you know, rooftop, who's the clone moment, he said... Uh, I think it's Axel. No, I, the way, what I said, but I'll be really disappointed because I'll be really disappointed yes. if it's Tom. Yeah, I said I'll be I'll be disappointed if it's Tom. So I want to go with Axel. Like okay. I was trying to make that true. I like yeah. he left himself an out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because then if it was Tom, then it's like well, I already guessed that. If I don't answer the but question, if it's Axel- change the question and answer that question. <laughs> yeah. They definitely tried to make Axel show up like after the killer was there. Mm-hmm. 
in the same way that Tom does, but like at the grocery store, for instance, when he shows up at the front door to mm-hmm. get her, you're kind of thinking like, huh. They do a good job of keeping you a little on your toes of like, both of these guys are suspicious. Absolutely. You, know, you keep which is... going back and forth on who's the killer. Very early on in the movie, about 30 minutes in, I was I wrote down that I think it's a great setup because you're thinking, are the killings happening because it's the anniversary of the killings? Mm-hmm. Are the killings happening because he's selling the mine? Are the killings happening because there's this affair going on and he needs yeah. to... You know, like there's a right. lot of motives for the characters and you don't know which one is the progression one. Like, you don't have any... So, those guys really do seem to both have motives and be creepy enough, but also showing up at the murders to where you really don't know which one it is. Like, I genuinely was asking you... Yeah, like, it could have gone either way and I wouldn't, like... Well, and if you rewatch it, I think you would find it even more rewarding because there's a scene early on at the motel where... Tom is taking pills. They show him yes. taking pills at the yeah. hotel. Yeah. And that, like, you find out that Tom was in an institution for 10 years, yes. a mental hospital. Yes. And he escaped and he's been killing everyone. And so, like, that's a good little Easter egg to, like, oh, he was unstable. Mm-hmm. And then what's really cool is when he's locked in the cage, mm-hmm. there's a scene where the killer locks him in the cage and they look at each other and they're crouched. Yes. And as they go up, they mirror each they other's emotions. They do. They do. And so, and he shines a spotlight mm-hmm. on That's it. a great. And it's a great, like on second watch. Yes. They're giving you the clues to this guy's. I killer. recall recognizing that they got up at exactly the same time outside of the cage. Yeah. And they did the Lucille Ball Harpo Marx thing of mm-hmm. like yeah. doing with the hands <laughs> yeah. and like, the leg. And, yeah. Like, well, and. There's a connection between Tom and the original trauma from 10 years prior. So when he's taking pills, Mm -hmm. you can be convinced on first viewing, like, you know, he is traumatized. Like, Mm -hmm. there's not out of the question for him to be prescribed anti-anxiety or something like. Mm -hmm. So, and then even when they're face-to-face, like you mentioned in the cage, um, you know, there's a connection between the character Harry and Tom being responsible. Like, Mm -hmm. they have a deeper hatred going on. It is very abnormal that he would let Tom survive though. Mm -hmm. Like the killer doesn't let anyone survive. And so when he's left in the cage as a somewhat of a witness, Mm -hmm. although of course he's covered and concealed, like it's not uh, the MO of the killer to like leave someone. So it's like, they do a good job of casting doubt upon you thinking maybe it is curse Smith, but if you actually watch it, like there's no reason to think it's curse Smith, but they do, it's good. Make it convincing somehow. Right before the big reveal, I thought it was really cool what Axel did, which is he said, shoot both of us. Mm-hmm. Like, what a great idea for yeah. someone who's innocent mm-hmm. to say, like, I there's there's no way I'm going to convince this person right now, mm-hmm. like, yeah. which one of us is right. The best thing that will make everyone safest in the end is if you shoot both of us in the leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She shoots, like, Tom, like, good, like, right in, like, the thigh, you know, and it's like, ah, that hurt. Okay. And then, like, Curtis Smith just, like, blows his, like, kneecap off. And he's like, what the fuck? And, like, his yeah. knee just, like, explodes out. Or she catches, like, the artery in his upper thigh. Yeah, he's, he's just, like, bleeding shooting out. Blood. Yeah. The <laughs> way that, the way that the, the reveal is. you like a fish. I was bluffing. The way that the big reveal finally is, is revealed is Tom, uh, you know, recites some details to Megan's murder, which there would be, have been no way that he knew about the details of that murder. She's kind of, she misses him at first. She's a terrible shot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She's a terrible shot. <laughs> like he hobbles away, runs away. And like, yeah. she has probably three or four shots. Um, there's one bullet left in the chamber. Take the shot. The one that she has left and kill Tom. 
and it was, I, they show the the tanks next to him, mm-hmm. and I called it. I was like, oh, she's going to shoot the tanks. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong in that she shoots him and the tanks with one bullet, which was like yeah. not only a great 3D moment, but also a creative kill because it punctures him through the side and then punctures one of the tanks, causing a huge explosion. And uh, all is assumed that everything's okay and he's dead. Yeah, and I had a problem with that scene because Kurt Smith, he's been impaled by uh, Tom. Yes. Uh, Tom and him have a scuffle. Gets him in the gut. Yeah, he gets, in, he gets in the gut. But he's a cop. Like, he's a professional cop. They have one bullet left. He's still able to, like, tell her what to do. Yeah. You know, he's holding his stomach, but... Would you really want your wife, who's a grocery market clerk, to take that shot? Or would you, as a wounded cop, feel like, I've got a better yeah, chance Yeah, stay at by this. me when he comes over. Like, I'll do the shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Let me use your body to steady right. myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I no. just think it's crazy that he gave put that on her. As I'll, much, I'll pull the trigger. Yeah. You help me in this process. And that's how we're the best As much as this. I agree with that, I love that she gets to do the kill. Yeah. And, and I think they... a bullet like in Wanted. <laughs> they, they found a cheap way to do it, but... Um, I like that she gets the final shot. Um, so there's a big explosion. Tom's um, presumably dead. I did have one IMDb trivia I wanted to say before the plot rundown winds down here. That yeah, I- we got, I've got about two sentences left, so now's your chance. <laughs> this was really fun, I thought. So it says, The film was shot in Pennsylvania because it allowed the production crew to take advantage of the state's tax incentives for filmmaking. Yeah. Nice. I thought the, I thought the listeners. Would I like enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed <laughs> that fact. Yeah, um, I found it interesting. <laughs> uh, they find Tom. He's still alive. One guy does, and he gets killed. There's a great 3D moment there too, with the axe going through the. I will the face say, mask. genuinely, this is the most fun I've ever had with 3D in a theater. It was like yeah. incredibly done. It was so fun, and it wasn't like headache inducing. They just picked their moments. Yes, and they picked them really. I, well. I hate 3D movies. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Our killer Tom R. Kelly? ends up being able to take on the outfit of this rescue worker that he change. killed and hobble his way out, and yeah. it's revealed that he is not dead at all, leaving the possibility for a sequel open before the credits roll. Which they said they were going to make, and then they didn't. Which leaves us almost on the edge of our seat. And leaves me with a very large fan fiction script I've written for My Bloody Valentine 2, which we will be doing a table read of next Spooktober. Okay. Okay. No, something to look forward to. You have a while to fine tune it. Why don't we do it on next? It's a hard NC 17. Why don't we do no deaths? Why don't we do it on (laughs) Valentine's Day instead? Sure. Get a little sooner. Sure. I like that. I'm done with it. I just thought it'd be fun to do it on Halloween, but Yeah. yeah, next year. 2021's our year. Who do you guys think the killer is in my movie? Oh, shit. I think while you were writing it, you got confused with Blue Valentine. Mm-mm. And so you have Ryan Gosling. Nope, it's Obama. Obama's ah, the I should, I should have seen that, yeah. <laughs> it's called My Bloody Valentine 2. Still liberal, still the worst. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's right out there for you. Yeah. <laughs> This is what the movie's going to hit on. (laughs) (laughs) The end. The end. I didn't mention the flashbacks of, like, him psychologically becoming the killer, but we'll work that into categories. Whatever. Whatever. No one knows.
It's going to make no sense when it's finished. Yeah, I, thank you for taking the beginning. I still don't understand what happened. It's just impossible to do plot rundowns that make sense for movies that have any sort of plot that is sort of complicated. Yeah. Like, no one listens to these anyway. I know. Hey there, I'm Goosebumps author R.L. Stein, And I'm film composer Frank Stallone. You may remember my songs from films like Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Staying Alive, Also Over the Top, Rambo First Blood, Part 2, and The Expendables 2. And again, I'm Goosebumps author R.L. Stein. When Sylvester called me and said he needed a favor, of course I said yes. And when I called Sly and said I needed money to open my dream store, he reluctantly agreed to give it to me on the condition I partner with responsible adult like Mr. Robert Lawrence Stein. So yeah, come on into Frankenstein's Monster Energy Drink Store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a Monster Energy Drink two weeks ago. I said this is delicious. What if there was a store that only sold Monster Energy Drinks? I called Sly, he sent me money, and then he called you. And here we are. That's Frankenstein's Monster Energy Drink Store, located just outside of Banning. I'm honestly pissed off at Sly. I mean, I knew He's that He's my this big was, brother! I knew doing this with you was not going to be fruitful, but I'm just shocked at he what a bad idea it is. He everything I have. You're a fucking moron, Frank. I'm Frank Stallone. <laughs> That's me, Frank! Jesus. <sighs> Doctors, scientists, scientists, doctors. You know what I mean? What do they know? Amen. Well, as when you guys were trick-or-treating as kids, were you allowed to keep all your candy, or was there some sort of, like, the whole, like, you can pick five pieces and then you have to give it all away? Oh, hell no. <sighs> yeah, like, I, every, what was yours? No, I gotta believe, I think there was a, like, cutoff, like... You if, didn't get all your, your whole, whole... If I went crazy, like, there would be some step in, like, you gotta save this for... But then it would be another day before... Would it be in a, like, you can't have all this candy, or would it be in a playful, like, ah, oh, I gotta get my three musk... No, it would be like, you just ate 30 pieces <laughs> of candy, like, you're gonna yeah. stop before we're, like, cleaning up your vomit later, so... Um, we're gonna cut you off, but then the bag was still placed in an accessible spot where... I got to have all of Yeah, I got to have all my candy. Yeah, I would get probably, like, halfway of a pillowcase filled up mm -hmm. and then i would come home and i'd pick like the five that i really liked and i would put the pillowcase under my bed mm -hmm. and i would never eat it in about Dude. four months i would just throw it all away i would do the same exact thing <laughs> didn't care that i my had sister it sister would eat all her candy like the first night and yeah then i'd have a bag under my bed for like until christmas and then there'd be christmas candy added to that bag and, just, and she'd be wow. like can i get your candy and i'd be like no that's mine but i'd never eat it <laughs> yeah. i just throw it away when like my mom's like why yeah. does it smell weird in here i don't know <laughs> if i've told this story before but i have a like treat under the bed <laughs> related story and it was when we had like a i think it was like an apple pie or like one of those like entenmann's like you buy it from the store but nothing homemade but like a a package that was like a pie yeah. and my mom was like go throw this out and so i was taking out the trash but i'm like this pie is way too good to throw out <laughs> like i'm not throwing yeah. out this pie like the expiration date might be today but like i got a good three days on this thing yeah. so i went and put it under my bed so I forget about it completely. That pie is a bold one. Like it's... <laughs> yeah, it was probably like three quarters of, let's call it an apple pie. But like if it's Entenmann's, like the Twinkies last forever. Supposedly. Yes, more preservatives. Like, yes, yes. Absolutely more preservatives. So this thing's sitting under my bed. I completely lose track of it. Maybe three, four nights later, who knows? I'm sleeping and I get like a little, 
like, you know, like something on my ear, you know, and this moves. And then I kind of feel my neck and there's something on my neck and I'm just like, oh, is there like spiders or something? And so I turn on the lights and I see one ant, two ants, five ants, ten ants. Oh. I go down, the, my eyesight slowly cascades down the side of my bed to like, the floor is moving with, <laughs> with ants it, underneath my bed. And so I had to like covertly like handle the situation without like alarming anyone else in the family. <laughs> one ant, how, wait, how old were you? I must have been like 14, 15, okay. <laughs> like old enough to know better. Like, <laughs> that makes it funnier. The ant that first found the pie that went, you know, like the, the scout ant mm-hmm. yes. came back and was like, you're not going to believe what I found. Like we need to send everyone. Yeah. And there was like easily a two day period where yeah. they hadn't found it yet. Yeah. You know the thing where you like put I'm your finger across their trail? Yes. It's so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember doing that when I was young and just being like fascinated by like yeah. the yeah. chaos it created. Also, like salt on snails yes. and like skinning rabbits yeah. and like <laughs> killing cats. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys ever do the magnifying <laughs> glass fun. thing? What do you like? Where you beat a cat to death with a magnifying glass? No, no, no. no. Like you burn an ant with <laughs> a magnifying never, glass. I think I did that like unintentionally. Yeah. And then I don't think I ever did it. Sure, after. you psycho. No, I for yeah. sure did. I for sure like burned ants with the magnifying glass. Yeah. You ever take the safety off of the bick, or do you just leave it on? I taught Kyle to do that recently. Yeah. You it's... talked about it, and then I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying you didn't teach me. I certainly couldn't do it. I did it for Kyle. Yeah. It's a it's a game changer. <laughs> you didn't teach me how to fish. You brought me a fish. I did bring him a fish. Yeah, bring him a fish. That's fine. You can bring him a fish at first. I, it's more like I taught him how to fish, but I didn't like I explained commercial fishing to him. Yeah. Where, like, <laughs> it didn't. He didn't retain it. No, you know, it was no. too much. No, it's a game changer though. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think they needed to put the I safety went into, on the like, beginning. Commercial zonings and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he learned way Wait, too what, much about fishing. What did you say? I don't think that they should have the safety on there to begin with. Like, the, it works it way seems better. Necessary, yeah. Like, what is it doing, really? For kids, for like little kids. Like, if Maddie found it, she wouldn't be able to light it, but she might if it didn't have that. Yeah, we don't need that. That's true. No, you're right. We don't need it. I stand corrected. Let her burn. But is it security theater? Let her burn. Let her burn. <laughs> Let her burn. Let her burn. Did you guys know that the seal on top of medication is just what they call security theater? Like, it doesn't actually contribute to the safety of anything but because it's there we feel safer for having it there was a psycho in the 70s who like put poison in a tylenol Mm. bottle or whatever yeah like one case but it was like the the odds for that to ever happen again far outweigh the resources put into but it makes us feel better like taking your shoes off at the airport like you know there was a guy who used his shoes one time yeah to like sneak. We just talked about that. We never got any of our rights back from 9/11. Yeah. So. But Thanks, so Patriot, But yeah. the amount of shoes that are taken off every day at the it, like it's yeah. it's just kind of for show. Cuz one guy ruined it all. One guy. The same thing with the liquids. We were talking about that. Yeah. One guy like, you know. Yeah, the liquids. The, I'm just trying to can't. save money on shampoo. Yeah. Yeah, I like when they're like, do you want to mail this lotion to you? And it's like, no, I don't want to yeah. mail the yeah. lotion to Fucking me. Fucking throw it away. Yeah, yeah. and it's like what do four I ounce. Like a guy that can't afford more lo- lotion? <laughs> yeah, is it a four ounce max? Three and a half, I think. Three and a half. And so then you buy the four or five ounce travel size shampoo yeah. and you're like, it's like the freaking hot dog buns, man. Yeah. Why do you even sell a five ouncer yeah. if it's meant for travel purposes and TSA is going to pull it out because it's one ounce over? It's Obama. You think I wanted five ounces of... Con- 
Tresemme conditioner? No. Do you know why nutritional facts are on water bottles? Because. Well, not this one, but like other water bottles. <laughs> you know when it's just like Because zero. then or it I'm can. I'm sorry, expiration dates. Oh, oh expiration dates. Yeah, expiration dates. Because is there like a chlorine or something that's small enough trace that can affect the. New Jersey plastic implemented maybe? a law that like any like years ago that anything sold in their state had to have an expiration date anything that was consumable like food or liquid or anything. So water companies instead of just making New Jersey ones started putting them on all of them. Why not? Yeah. But we are here to talk about um Yeah, welcome back to the, Five Guys Flicking Around. Yeah, we're talking about the movie Valentine's Day. Let's pick our way into categories. <laughs> There's a Jawful lot to go over this. Yeah, this absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what to pick first? I would like to start by asking you a question. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine that was appropriate. Is the best categories for, the like about, about the mines? Yeah, miners. Let's do it. Miners under I'm eighteen. In. Okay, where are we going with this? Tootsie rolls. <laughs> Something about iguanas. Uh, what's the <laughs> harmony? Singing. The town of Harmony is also the name of the county. Canima. Yeah, Pollard. What's the best scene you saw? <laughs> okay, so I mentioned earlier how much I love the supermarket scene. Um, I feel like you won't shut up about it. <laughs> the lights off, the way that the killer is revealed um, running through the aisle. You don't know which aisle he's going to pop out of. Mm-hmm. It's a very ordinary. I'll pop out of whichever one I choose. Right, right. Uh-huh. That, that got nothing? No, no, I, yeah. I, I got I'll it. pop out of anything. I'll pop out. Al? I'll. Like aisle, aisle. Oh, oh no! I didn't, didn't get. get it. I didn't get it at first. Like when I said it again, it wasn't great. <laughs> That's one of those that you want written. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah if you yeah. read it, it'd be. Yeah. Good. If you read it, it would be better. So, I mentioned earlier. Nobody cares. <laughs> How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew. Hypothetical, going back to like the shallow grave or finding the grave. Okay. Let's say you uh, you decide you have to kill someone. You know, like you're with a guy and you're like, I gotta fucking kill it. You know, he knows too much. You take him out to a remote location. Are you digging the hole? Or are you gonna do the move where you're like, you dig the hole? You dig the hole. You well, have to make the him... risk of like the guy getting away. What's from my you? weapon? What's my weapon? You have you have a gun and if you I have, have a... a shovel for him and you're like. So the shovel's in play here. You're giving him a, a If shovel. I have a shovel and a gun, what I do is I hit him really hard with the shovel in the knee. And then I say, dig it, bitch. And yeah. I point the gun. No, I think you're better off hitting him in the head and digging it yourself while he's unconscious. If you give him the no, shovel to now dig. if you're down there and he wakes up, you're fucked. Now you're in the hole. Well, making sure he's unconscious and potentially tying him up is a better option if you have that capability but what i don't want to do either whether i have the gun the entire time or not i don't want to give him the shovel because that's an opportunity for him what's he gonna do block the bullet he i it's just more opportunity for him to swing something at me like i there's no the the shovel is at like the foot of the ottoman and he's digging the hole over there and i have a gun right here yeah and he decides i'm gonna die anyway 
let me just go crazy with the shovel. If he, bang, bang, no, bang, bang. dude. Now sure, I'm digging sure. the hole anyway. But there's also a chance there's you a, don't get that yeah. off in time. And, and if you stand further out. away, he could run away. Why he, don't I have the option of shooting him in the back of the head, digging the hole myself? Because like that eliminates that both of the problems. I'm saying, do you kill him and dig the hole, or do you make? Yeah, him but dig if the you hole? if yeah if you make him dig the hole, then you don't have to dig the hole. It save yourself a little bit of being tired. If you kill him first, you're just doing more work and probably taking more time. I'm gonna kill him and then kill myself. Looks <laughs> like a classic murder suicide. Also, if I you bet kill him, or something. Also, their pants were both off. If you if if you kill him above, before the hole's dug, there's more chance for evidence to be found. Like. If you have him dig the hole, then you can shoot him while he's in the hole. You and can all cover his blood's the... down there. Yeah, and you... his entrails. And his... <laughs> That's <Is> fun. It... <laughs> yeah. Fun it's a fun hypothetical. This, what does this have to do with the... I was just this... curious. Oh, okay. We talked about him finding the grave, and then I was like, maybe they dug a shallow grave and like in spur of the moment kind of thing. And then I thought about like spur of the moment grave digging. What is like if you had him, that options, which one would you? What if you give him a comically tiny shovel? <laughs> you still like can little, dig the hole, like a gardening, yeah, like, a like a potting. Yeah, it just takes yeah. a long. It's time. in like the the bin by the kids' toys at Target, you yeah. know, and they're like blue and pink and yellow. And realistically, like realistically, I'm going like Goodfellas, and I'm calling you guys, and it's like the three of us yeah. with him yeah. going out, and I'm like, guys, so we gotta make a pact. Yeah. Like this is a three on one. Yeah, let's do it that you way. Know how tied together yeah. we'd be forever. If yeah. did something like that. Yeah. I mean, I owe Pollard because he already helped me bury a body. Remember? I mean, remember? figuratively. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got some skeletons. And... Not in a closet, out behind a motel when that we Kyle, stayed yes. in once. When Kyle finally quit steroids and you're like, we're going to go bury it in the yard. And that's like symbolic of you yeah. being like, I don't need these yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And now you're a scrawny, shrimpy, skinny little guy. No muscle mass anymore. Don't worry about Still it. Still killed Don't... more people than you have. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. How do you do that? We do, we're done? Second category down. All right. Cool. Let's move on to that. That had to hurt. Come on, baby. Make it hurt so good. It had to hurt the community to have the mind shut down that was the lifeblood of the community. Capitalism being crushed by yeah. a greedy owner who's only in it for himself. It's a classic seeing... case of big money destroying families. Yeah, and we're no, seeing... shut up. Let him finish. When you have big money in one place, but the re- the reliability of those resources is dispersed among all many right, families. Shut up, Aaron. Go. Yeah, you're seeing the, the death of all these industries in towns that produced everything that we used as a country mm-hmm. um we saw it in tommy boy with the auto industry that's... cut it pollard hard working americans need to be able to do hard work not interesting go aaron in this movie we see the coal industry dying which was a lifeblood of appalachia too and aggressive the Rust Belt. close it down pollard being in a company is more valuable than owning a company continue if you own assets you do not understand those assets so much as the participants who you make the production. You had me an ass, you lost me a participants. Aaron, go for it. Root beer in the water fountains. Aaron, That's my plan. Aaron wins the debate. <laughs> I concede. No, Aaron wins. I, time is done. I'm, he won. I'm conceding to Aaron. Root beer in water fountains is a brilliant idea. I'm dropping whatever political party got me to this place in the first spot. And 
I'm voting for you. When's the last time you went to a public water fountain? I bet it's been a while. It's it, been a while. Uh, I think it was an LK. You know, that speaks to me. I think the, the let's brand fix was that. That's my plan. Okay. We fix make America's water fountains filled with root beer for the first time. He'd like it if it was Dr Pepper more. Pollard, that had to hurt. Who's the guy that played Phoebe's brother in Friends? He was in Giovanni uh, Ribisi yeah, from yeah, yeah. Boiler Room. From Boiler Room. Rocko! Yeah. yeah. Real, real hardcore Scientologist. Yeah. Really? So Geo, Geo is? Yeah. yeah. Really, like, high up. Really into it. He opened a, uh, I just read this on, like, TMZ, so take it with a grain of salt, but he just opened a reptile store called Giovanni Ribizzi's. That's great. <laughs> Ribizzi's. The take it with a grain of salt thing really kind of sold it. Giovanni... Giraffani Ribitsies. That's a stretch. Shut up. Kyle, that had to hurt. My that had to hurt is actually uh, a fact Aaron read earlier today. Jamie King, who plays the Sarah character. This is a quote that she gave. Jamie King said she would love to be a part of the Dark Knight trilogy if she could play Catwoman, a role that ultimately went to Anne Hathaway. And it's just really... Ultimately, like, after a lot of trial and tribulation. It's just, like, really sad to, like, hear about Jamie King's aspirations as, like, a B-level, maybe C-level actress right. thinking she would be cast in the biggest <laughs> superhero yeah. franchise well, of the time. And have the sequel. Like, she knew how big yeah, The Dark Knight and was. And specifying, like, if I can play Catwoman. Yeah, she had yeah. demands. Not like I'd like to be in it. I want to be Catwoman. Right. I'm Jamie King. <laughs> I think if you like, I think that's somewhere from like, you know, you create your own reality. You know, yeah. if you start acting like you belong, then you belong, maybe. Yeah, like the secret. Well, and it's, yeah. It like hurt me, like thinking about Jamie King like, I'd like to play genuinely being like, like, I want to be well, in. No, we're not going to give yeah, you the role. Like, like. Come on. What else have you done? We, we're going to go with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, no, she's really good. <laughs> She's like a, she's a lot better than she's you. She's like a real actress. <laughs> that yeah, had to hurt. Like just such a sad. Yeah, it just felt really bad for a, her. It's delusional in a very sad, like realistic way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, technically you could have been in it. Yeah. No. No, you couldn't have. They didn't even ask you to audition. There was like fifty girls up for it. Christian yeah. Said who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on to who organizes, organizes the, the reunion. reunion. It's so nice to come together, to get together. I think Noah organizes the reunion. Noah. When he forces <laughs> Axel and Sarah to stay together for another like decade as an anchor baby and ruins both of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like Noah. I didn't like him either. <laughs> didn't have was didn't really have rooting for Warden there. Barely in the movie yeah. and he really bothered me. Yeah, didn't have one hey me have had one I line. I'd much rather had Rosa lived. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, kill Noah, keep Rosa. Rosa yeah. like the both parents would have been much happier if Noah died. Maybe not initially, but like a year from now, like no, a year from now they'd be like, my life. This I, is great. I feel like I can admit this now. Like I think I'm happy again. But yeah. five years from now they'd be like, 
honestly, the best thing that ever happened to me was Noah getting murdered. <laughs> wow. They get separated and divorced, but like five years later, like, yeah, they come back mm-hmm. together and it's like, they're just, they're actually really happy together without Noah in the picture yeah. anymore. And it's like, yeah, he's like, I'm banging like the hottest chick ever. We're, she's not pregnant. Like, yeah. I'm just doing my single thing. I'm actually cheating on her. And she's like, I just got the role of Catwoman. Like, <laughs> and I don't have to worry about my son. <laughs> I, said, I, I said Catwoman. Listen, listen, this is Catwoman. <laughs> this is Christopher Nolan saying, Jamie, we want you to play Catwoman. <laughs> uh, Pollard, reunion. I'm going to say it's Ben. The Teagster. Ben Gazera from Roadhouse? No. Uh, but, but All these businesses. Blockbuster. JCPenney. But it's funny you mentioned that because... First of all, we don't actually see Ben die. True. We just see the pickaxe go through his face. Yes. You know, hallucination was a theme in the movie. How much of the movie was hallucinated by us mm-hmm. as the audience? Yeah, and in the movie, the characters are like, we killed this guy, we buried him, then his body's not there. No so one knows what's true. Whoa. Realize, tr- realize, realize, realize. Mama, yeah. there goes that man. Yeah. That was the best Mark Jackson I've ever heard. That was so good. I thought like the TV was on. And I was like, wait, is there a Laker game tonight? I thought it was tomorrow. Do hand down, man down. Hand down, man down. <laughs> Do a hero's not just a sandwich. But give him credit. Hero is not just a sandwich. <laughs> Again, this just in. A hero is more than a sandwich. Tyler. Getting it done. And there you have it. Realize, realize, realize. <laughs> Jimmy Butler showing up when it counts the most. Yeah. And I, I would love it if like the commercial came in before he finished. Like he didn't he didn't time it right. And it's just like realize, real and then it just cuts like Realize, realize, re- Yo Shinoya. <laughs> it's like, hey dude, you're losing your edge. Special sponsor of the NBA. <laughs> Finals. <laughs> Mama, there goes that teriyaki bowls at Yoshinoya for $4.99. That's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, they always are at Yoshinoya. It's a great deal. They send coupons. You too. don't feel good no. afterwards, but you do feel good before. I feel good before and after. Before I'm excited because I'm having Yoshinoya. Afterwards, I'm excited because I just had Yoshinoya. You <laughs> 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 Let's move on to the Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. My Clutch Award, Harry Warden. All right, quotes. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to quotes. Lewis, you little shit. Stop hiding from mama. Pollard, quote me, my man. I really like in the beginning when the real Harry Warden um, massacres everyone at the hospital. And there's two cops there afterwards, and they're discussing, like, what happened. And you see the first, like, heart box with a heart in it and stuff. And one cop says to the other, he says, who did this? And the other responds, Harry Warden. And he says, Harry Warden's in a coma. And then the cop says, guess he woke up. <laughs> yeah, like, 
not even acknowledging like there could be another suspect in play. Just like it was definitely him, so he must have woken up. Yeah, I guess he woke up. It was just like a cool like little tagline. All right, I'm in. Harry Warden's on the loose. Let's get this movie going. Yeah, and they do a good job of just jumping into it. They jump in over so much brutal info and killing. There was so many bodies. Like the one of the first shots you see is just like. Half of a body yeah. in like a hospital. Like, if you, if you were getting popcorn for, like, your girlfriend while you were going to see this movie, yeah. and you came in six minutes late, yeah. it's like, what I miss? It's like, fuck, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't even know how to catch you up, because I'm still getting caught up yeah. in my head. Yeah, like, I gotta... It's a lot. Uh, let's go outside. I'll explain. Yeah. Miss, we'll miss what's going on. It'll be easier yeah. if I explain at the end. Yeah, hopefully there's a third friend who can stay in the theater while you go out to explain it so that you can get caught up after. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, quotes. Um, it was Kersmith yelling at Tom. Kersmith is the sheriff. He's also uh, Axel. Axel okay. um, if you were confused. And he's yelling at Tom, who ends up being the killer, who's in this love triangle with Axel's current wife, Sarah. Sarah. And he says, Oh, Axel, you were always jealous of me and Sarah. You mean my wife, Sarah? Who lives in my house? Who is mother to my son? Who I share a bed with and have sex with. That's Sarah. Enough. Enough. The one I have sex with. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, whoa, bro. It was very George Costanza. <laughs> yeah. Like, you went zero to 60 yeah, real fast. And he was just like, we get it, dude. Like, yeah, yeah she's your property, bro. <laughs> your house, her body, but your body, I guess. Like, yeah. The one right. I made take my last name. <laughs> he started that scene with like ripping the curtain out yeah. and like revealing himself. Like he was coming yeah. in hot. <laughs> Really okay, I'm gonna it. stand back here, and when they're all ready, I'm yeah. just gonna like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I really liked it. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. It was like funny. Because really it's like we got it. Like you don't have to keep going. No, if you're Sarah, like you're going for Tom. She's there though. Like she's saying this yeah. in front of her. No, yeah, she is like, there, and so is Ben. Everyone's there. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're Sarah, like you gotta leave Axel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all all roads point to like Tom being the sensible one. Or Perdition, which is our podcast, three hours every day. All roads point yeah. to Perdition. Um, All roads lead to Perdition. <laughs> We're still trying to get in front of Paul Newman. We want to have him on the pod to uh, mm-hmm. talk about it. It's been hard to t- hard. He's to on Cameo, I think. Paul is Newman. He? Is he? How much is he? It's got to be like 2500 The salad dressing c- king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. The cooler. The sauce yeah. boss. Is yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good to know, because we've know. been writing his estate letters, and they keep telling us he's dead. Oh. They have yeah. not confirmed nor denied whether he was penetrated or did penetrate Marlon Brando, but we are looking into that He's as well. alive. I saw his salad dressing at the supermarket, like, not too long ago. Did he have a sombrero on, or was it, like, more like a French, like, you know, hat? Like, he what was, was going on? Yeah, he, he had, like, like the... Older, like, it was, like, the lady. chef hat with, like, the bandana yeah, thing. Yeah, that one's fun, too. Kind of like sailor or chef? Yeah. You're not sure? Yeah, he does a lot of different, like, kind of, like... <laughs> you ever buy his oatmeal costumes. with, like, the pilgrim shit on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that one. Yeah, it's good. Quakers. You know you yeah. know that right now they're, like, changing a few. They're right. like, ah, we probably went a little bit over the line with the yeah. Mexican, you know, salad yeah. dressing, like yeah. the corn salsa or whatever that he's selling. It's like, yeah, let's get rid of the sombrero. Oh, like, totally. we, yeah, it's a little play. more like it's a, it still has like a Mexican flair, but it's a little more. Subdued, well, I feel like what... <laughs> they used to change his skin tone too. Right. <laughs> Newman Zone, Sesame Ginger. He's got samurai swords behind him. <laughs> 
All profits to charity. What's that one? Pineapple. Did they stretch out his mustache? I mean, of course they did. profits to charity. They made his skin darker on that one too. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was in bad taste. I mean, I'm sure the dressing tastes good, but the logo was in bad taste. Look at this one's really good. This is uh, you can't see it very big. But it's vodka sauce, and he has a Russian. Yeah. <laughs> for vodka sauce, it's like, is it Russian at all? That's great. Dude, I guess I haven't looked close enough at all the Newman dressings. Like, that's I see the flavor, and I just kind of move on. No, that's on. what I'm saying. Is yeah. like over the years, it's like whatever flavor it is, he's yeah. just like in it. Strange. It's funny because like Paul Newman was such a big civil rights like no, equal. For sure. And like and all it was, this, it was harmless. Like. I'm not right. calling it out because really it was harmless. It's just now mm. it's different. probably that like in a year or two, if there's outrage, they're just going to turn to like, now it just says Newman's own. Like, yeah. Enough of a brand that yeah. it's going to be just font. It's like, those are fun. I like them. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. they got rid of the Land O'Lakes girl too. Because mm-hmm. she was Native American, if I'm I not mistaken. Yeah, she was. And they didn't want to exploit that anymore. She certainly was. Land of Lincolns. A friend of mine in high school, uh, his mom taught me this trick where if you cut the Land O'Lakes box, so the the classic logo of her is she's like sitting on her knees Mm -hmm. and she's like holding, I think, the butter in her lap and kind of like sitting on the ground. But if um, if you fold the box in a certain way and then you cut out the Land O'Lakes butter that she's holding, you can flap it down and then her knees look like they're her boobs. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I'm into that. I'm sure, yeah, I don't I don't want to Google it, but I'm, I'm sure there's a, an example Google online. Why are you afraid to Google it? Landa likes boobs. Google it. <laughs> so here's the original logo, right? There's, there she is. Okay. Native American woman sitting, uh-huh. holding the butter. Here's the the version that I learned in high school. If you fold the the box around with the knees that she has underneath, <laughs> put it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Jesus. Let's move on to what takes me out of the movie. Pollard, what takes you out of the movie? I, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to give an answer and then later I'm going to regret this answer. Okay. So maybe I should just abstain. Hmm. But no, I'll, I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> I'd like to hear it. Um, what takes me out is that it was Tom in the end. Mm. Because I think that they, as much as it, like you explained on the second watch, like how it was really playful how they did it the whole way. Mm-hmm. The It's made clear early on that as soon as Tom shows up, the murders start happening again. Like, that is verbalized mm-hmm. in the film. Mm-hmm. So I guess what takes me out is that they included that piece of dialogue earlier on. I believe it's on the walk that he takes with Sarah before she opens the store. Mm-hmm. Or something is made clear. Like, as soon as you've come back to town, like, the murders start happening. And maybe they could have left a, a few less breadcrumbs so, earlier on. Like I, I like. And so at the end of the film, when I asked you who's the killer, and you said Axel... That was because it was too obvious it was Tom. I said I was going to be disappointed if it's Tom, so I'm betting on Axel. Uh-huh. And the reason why I would be disappointed, it was a little bit disappointed, was because they did kind of point you towards that yeah. a little bit too much. I, but we're really grasping 
right now at Strauss. It's a hard category because like, this movie's really well done. It was really well done. Just erase that all. <laughs> we will not be erasing Aaron, all that. Aaron, pause it, delete it, and we'll go again. Yeah, I want it delete off the it record. I want it stricken. <laughs> Strike it. Stricken it. I... Strike it. <laughs> Strike it from the record. I witness. I witness that he's asked to, for it to be stricken. Now we go to the formal vote where we each get two votes and you get one. I as the person who has asked it for to be, be stricken. And it needs four fifths vote. <laughs> yeah, Gary. it needs four fifths vote. <laughs> I will filibuster until I get those votes. Aaron, how do you vote? Two votes for leave it in. Okay. <laughs> I, I will put my two arms in the air. I will vote four. to strike it from the record. Stricken you have it. one vote. And you have one vote. You want to leave it in? Your four fifths won't. You don't have the votes. You're well, done. let's let's see how he votes first, and then okay. we'll... I do not concede my time. This is my time. Okay. I have two minutes. I was given by the moderator of this, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe that it needs to be stricken from the. It should be stroked. Okay, your three votes aren't enough. It you should be for sh- Aaron. Strike as it. As soon as Aaron sh- voted sh- twice for himself, <laughs> that eliminated your petition. Struck it. <laughs> struck it from the record. Classic four fifths. I demand. I demand that it be strucken. And I believe that there's there's cor- there's corruption in the voting system within this representation of assembly. I'd like to submit a third ballot for leave it in. Hmm. Was that a mail in ballot? Yeah. I found Did you mail in a third vote? I found we a cannot bunch count back in the trash, and I just sent them all in. We're not counting the third well, vote. Yeah. Therefore, I have two to two, and I have one. That's three to two. Majority four rules. Four Strike it. You need four fifths vote to carry. Stand in. It's staying in and there's nothing you can do about it. It's really fun. You guys can't see this, but Aaron has a sideways Halloween pumpkin hat on and an oversized Halloween pumpkin t-shirt on. He just farted. He's got two necklaces on, and he's talking very seriously about all of this. But his hat is just full sideways. Yeah, the sideways hat. Like Malibu's most wanted. I don't think you get two votes. The other funny thing is Kyle's wearing the same exact shirt. It's also a 3XL. That's true. I I do not have an oversized Halloween face shirt. Happy Halloween. Uh, Kyle, what takes you out of the movie? This was a hard category. I uh, This is more of a that had to hurt. For me, it was a soft category. <laughs> This was I was I struggled so much with this category that I took a that had to hurt potential and I just plugged it in here because like it might work as a what takes me out of the movie. I'm with you. But they show a headline after all the murders are taking place and after the body's been exhumed <laughs> and there's a headline. Sideways hat yeah, it's good. It's funny. Um, but there's a they show a paper and the headline of the paper in the town says Local sheriff baffled by murders. <laughs> and it's just like, that had to hurt being Kersmith, being like, wow, I'm being put on blast right picture now. Picture him like. Yeah. But like, the town seems small enough that A, you would have like actual like people are murdered. That's the headline. Or right. sheriff, blah, 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 doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, like if it's a local, local they sheriff. know who the sheriff like, is. Yeah. It's a really small right. town. It's downplaying the seriousness of the murders. It's like, I didn't do any research on this story. Yeah. I didn't yeah. find his name. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. town happens to just be under the jurisdiction of the county sheriff department, which is made clear by the patrol cars. It's the Harmony County Sheriff's. You're right. And so they have a larger jurisdiction than just this town. He doesn't care about this town. But this is the murder capital of the world. Yeah. Say it at the beginning. Yeah. And it is a 
town that he's from, so I take it. I want that stricken from the record, what I just said. Forfeit. Strike it and vote now. I vote to strike. Aaron is not present for this vote. Let it be known. He is... I vote to leave it in. Both votes. Leave it in, then. Leave it in. Fine. Whatever. I don't have anything I can get done in this council. vote. One man has a lot of power in this. Yeah, a little behind the scenes here. Everyone at 5GFA is a boss of someone else at 5GFA, so... Who am I the boss of? You have to check out the the charter. I'm not concerned about who's my boss, but I am concerned about who I'm the boss of. You report to me directly. I report to Aaron directly. Aaron reports to Joel, and Joel reports to Brandon. Brandon reports to me. No. You actually aren't the boss of anyone. You're the, the omission. Yeah. yeah. Can we vote on that? Yeah, you need four-fifths. I vote <laughs> for him not to be the boss. I also vote with for both him not votes. to be the boss with both. Witness. I only get one. You witness? I witness you. I witness. Dang, I, I lost again. Let's move on to McMulligan's. Again, perfect film. What I would change. Pollard said it. He said, man, I really hope Jamie King gets her moment at the end of the movie to shine. To be like, I'm going to kill the bad guy. Yeah. So... My McMulligan is at the end of the movie, instead of Jamie King shooting the bad guy and having it explode. She gets the pickaxe. She picks it up. And she says... Suck my pick. Yeah. As she hits him in the head. No, that's a great line. Just like one emphatic, like, fuck you to the killer. Yeah. Suck my pick. And also, she gets like a cool dick rep. Yeah. <laughs> what was pick. it again? Suck my pick. Suck my pick. <laughs> Suck pick, kid. And then a great like 3D <laughs> throwing of the pickaxe. Cool. That's how they do that. Uh, let's move on. No, no one went. I'm yeah, the only fuck, one. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you done? Also, <laughs> just like if the midget was also naked, that would have been fun. I've never seen one. Uh, there's some videos you can. I'll send you some. Cool. They talked about it. They, it was it was potential at one point. Um, my McMulligan. Instead of a coal mine, we make it a hominy factory, and the town's named Hominy. Mm. <laughs> Instead of harmony, and it's just I like a lot hominy because hominy. It's you know it's a it's a maize dish, mm-hmm. and we could have a cornfield, and we could have a cool cornfield scene in play. Like who be Halloween? A libba dibba dibba doobie. Roll a, um, roll a doodle doobie on Hubie. They had a whole cornfield scene. <laughs> That's good. I wish I could do impressions. Uh, my other McMulligan, I would have made Hubie Halloween a lot better. <laughs> yeah. It's a real bummer that it was as bad as it was. Yeah, well, I'm swinging you, miss. Hey, guys. It's Professor P. I'm here to talk about candy corn. What's the deal with candy corn? I have a theory about that. My theory is nobody likes candy corn what's the deal with this stuff so my theory is it was all it was invented i have a theory that it was invented 1941 1942 it's a little hard to judge based on records because of world war ii but 
It came to be, it was made, they made a huge batch. Nobody liked it. They haven't been able to sell the stuff. They're still trying to sell it. Nobody likes the stuff. And and <laughs> and that's why you see the same candy bowl at your grandma's every year filled with the same candy corn. When was the last time you took a bite of one of those candy? Never. You haven't eaten any. Nobody else is eating it either. It's just the same stuff that's recycled. I have a further con conspiracy that the Candy Corn Corporation hires insiders into the waste management industry to the theory with the with inside of the waste management industry is to take back all the candy corn that does end up getting thrown away so they can recycle that stuff and sell it again people are still buying it nobody's eating it and that's really why i'm here today is to bring awareness to the candy corn issue be aware of it i want it to just be something that you know can enter the the public ethos and and, and be something that people are so that we don't create a cyclical issue right like we've gone through this you know our parents have gone through this our grandparents have gone through this it's been a problem for a while like we need to stop candy corn now so if you guys have an opportunity Go to 5gfapod.com, find the candy corn button logo in the top right corner, click on that, donate to stop candy corn now. My SOS, it's a year later, and Sarah leaves Axel on Valentine's Day, and it's called My Gloomy Valentine's, because it's him being like, ah, she left me. My other one is a documentary on Jamie King, trying to become Catwoman. Yeah. And it's called it's called King King Woman. And it's yeah. a documentary on her trying to be Catwoman. Mm -hmm. But she's also doing the thing where she's doing a documentary on us. Yeah. In front of her pursuing her dream. Yeah. Kind of like me and Dan and you and the crew. Yeah. When we do that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's for SOS. I like that. That's what I got. That first one didn't seem fleshed out at all. No, I, I, I started with a title that wasn't that good. You know what the bummer was? I had a better like pun title for Bloody, and I for totally forgot. I've been trying to think of it for like two hours, and I, I was like, it was fucking good. Like I, just, it was so, like they're divorced, and it's called My Gloomy Valley. Yeah, I also like was gonna say the harmony thing in this one, but then I was like, no, nah, I could just do that at Rick Mulligan's because it's too many SOSs. Oh, the Jamie King one's good though, yeah. and I like that she's watching us watching. Yeah, that's it's fun. Like, they're just doing this to make fun of me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Kyle SOS. Um, a squeak wool or same movie chipmunks though. Again, oh. <laughs> I like that. Shot for shot remake. But Are these animated chipmunks or real chipmunks? They could be both. Chipmunks <laughs> with miners gear on is great. Yeah, yeah. It like is. that is so like it's I, I it's gotta have been done yeah. already. No, I know. And then also like the pickaxe throw like the chipmunk mm -hmm. deaths. You have like so much freedom to get creative with yeah. like killing animals is way less sensitive an issue. To totally, and like the motel scene with like naked chipmunks is interesting. Like I know Mike's into that, you mm -hmm. know. Right? So no, like, Mike would watch. There's a lot of fun that you can have. Yeah. If the writer was in control of creating what his chipmunk looked like, you know he'd be hung. You know, for sure. It's like, oh, right. I'm not in the scene naked having sex, but my chipmunk is. Like, right. Let's give him a big dong. Yeah. <laughs> the chipmunk love affairs. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting. His dong is than the other chipmunks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. How short is the midget chipmunk? Like, Woo, see, that's fun. <laughs> like, what does yeah. that look like? Right. Yeah. Is it yeah. mini me, like tiny, 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 or is it like just a little bit short? You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and maybe it's not a mining town. It's like a nut town. (laughs) Walnuts. You guys find a (laughs) find a book of like Kyle's sketches of just midget chipmunks, (laughs) like varying. Like (laughs) it's a nut town. Pandemic, dude. <laughs> Instead of a mining town, it's just a nut town. I was thinking about shirt slogans that could have like, and I thought of one for the chipmunks that say, "I want your nuts in my mouth," and it just has the chip. Well, I'm gonna out. smell like beer. I hope a cop doesn't pull me over on the way home. <laughs> He's a dogfish head. Spit beer all over everything. Is that a pumpkin ale. Yeah. yeah, we hadn't done one in person in a while. I felt it was only appropriate that I do my traditional spit take. Squeak wolf nut town. My bloody nut town. What's the... Oh, man, Harmony? I'm trying to think of a replacement for that. Because I want to see it. Because I, I want to see it. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on to genre swap. All right, I'll tell you what you're doing. Pull the old switcheroo! Um, Kyle, genre swap. All right. So my genre swap uh, revolves around four or five ladies. Um, they're all in their late 50s or early 60s. Yes! <laughs> yes! And they're all best friends. They love drinking Chardonnay yes. and being sassy. They say things like, I love cooking with wine. Sometimes I even add it to my food. They're all single, some recently divorced, others never settled down. All of the ladies have been through menopause, but out of nowhere, one of the ladies' periods comes back. In order to get their friend through this strange time, the girls rally around her and and plan a trip to Mykonos. Sounds good. A trip. Like a trip. Yeah. Like a trip. Was it just a few gals? Yeah, so they're in Mykonos where the ladies are flirting with Greek pool boys. They say things sure. like, yeah. if it involves wine and flip-flops, count me in. And they right. have a great time with each other. They bang their way through Greece. They laugh a lot. And they comfort their friend, who at the end of the movie comes clean. It turns out she was lying about her period coming back. That really never happened. It was just a ruse. In order to get the girls on one last adventure... Because it had been too long with all their busy schedules. Yeah, it's for called sure. my big fat bloody Galentine's trip. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. You started with the title first. <laughs> no, that's good. I love it. Yeah, no, I mean it's a franchise. Because like, Greece is fun, because like it's beautiful, but like them just getting plowed by some hairy Greek guys. Like, yeah, just like it's it's not that sexy. It's just like it's kind of smelly. <laughs> but like Europeans, like why did they just do this in Italy or something? Like Europeans don't see age. You know? Yeah, like, right. They just see like no. a sensual body. I see your your it's energy. Like been through a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I find that attractive. And it's that pink song playing the So crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like offensively young and outdated at the same time. Yeah. Um let's move on to Blu-ray price. Blue, now for blue, this blue. one, Pollard, what's your Blu-ray price? 
Um, it's a great horror film in that it keeps you guessing. Um, the kills are entertaining. And so it's got to be rewatched again. I'm going $24.99. Kyle, my bloody Spooktober price of the week for 5 GFAs. Hoobie Halloween Spectacular. Hoobie <laughs> is 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't like this as much as the two of you because I'm going $19.99. Ah. Right on. Just a hair below. We're all... This is the closest Blu-ray prices have ever yeah, been. This is the highest I've gone in a while. Let's wrap things up with Does This Movie Work as a McSullivan Vehicle? So Mac and Pops are brought in to investigate a murder. Perfect. So far, and so good. They stop at the diner, and McSullivan sees the low prices on sandwiches. <laughs> and he's like, there's a market in this town for upscaled egg salad sandwiches. You know, they're only charging this much. It's because they're using shitty ingredients. Okay. So while they're investigating the murder, Pops kind of takes the lead on that, and he's kind of doing the police work. And McSullivan's working on opening his own egg salad sandwich shop in town. This is great. So it's kind of two plots, and each scene's like following Pops and then McSullivan, mm. and it keeps going... So Max like finding commercial real estate, finding a spot to where he wants to like set up his shop. He's going to the bank and getting loans and like working on ingredients. Is this Mick Sullivan working on the weekends? No, no, this, he's just kind of is... like he's telling Pops like I got some okay. stuff to do. Like, all right, you go uh, whatever. You know, he's just okay. doing Max. Yeah, he's he didn't take thing. time off work. He's he's no, on he's the on the clock. clock. Okay. Yeah, he's on the <laughs> clock right now. Um, he's going to farms and trying to get like deals with like egg suppliers and like finding a bread guy. Yeah, and Pops is like doing some police work and like really yeah. tying up these loose ends yeah and i'm trying to you guys need to help me here like where does this meet i think that if there's egg salad found at one of the the uh, kill scenes that like he has to rely on max knowledge in order to crack the case and yeah. so mac does show up at the end to the like salad killer yeah for for the duration of the film like he's not involved at all but when it matters the most like mac is able to decide like oh i know exactly where this egg salad came from and pop what starts if... suspecting mcsullivan because he sees the mm -hmm. egg salad clues mm -hmm. what if the guy who's selling mcsullivan the the cows or the whatever to make the egg salad company mm -hmm. he's killing off all of the competition all of the other like farmer cow people. That's yeah. who Pops is investigating. I don't think right. he needs like, cows. Oh, are these connected? Like the chicken, chickens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Dude, I got it. Chickens. Yeah. You don't have to make them feel dumb. <laughs> I'm just saying, like chickens make eggs. Eggs is used in yeah, egg salad. Yeah, I don't salad. know where I got cows, but no, yeah, I like chickens. it. He's eliminating the competition. Yeah, like all of the farmers with chickens are going and dead. You still don't. You don't know which farmer it is because it keeps like. Yeah. Yeah. That was it's one of these four. Yeah. Yeah. And you think you think they're unrelated because McSullivan's like interviewing like, oh, how much are you going to charge me? Mm -hmm. But then they all wind up dead because this guy wants to gouge mcsullivan and it looks price. like it's mcsullivan killing everyone yeah now i'm the only chicken that's farmer the, in town yeah you're gonna have to buy my eggs for whatever price i want yeah that's great and then, i like that and danny glover's there he's like <laughs> freeze you son of a chicken he yells freeze in the store at, at the farmer while mcsullivan's like screaming at the freezer because like his popsicles won't freeze they're both like Popsicles. It says like freeze, and they're both there together, and it's like that's when they meet up again. Yeah, yeah. 
and like brothers in arms and then a real-time explanation from both on what they've been doing over the last few days yeah. and weeks <laughs> just it's another five hours yeah and the, the captain <laughs> is like after he hears both stories like like mcsullivan was closer to the killer the whole time it sounds like pops was just lollygagging <laughs> yeah, <Pops is> <laughs> yeah yeah for, yeah, just, for like, sure fucking around company. yeah he did all the legwork but gets no credit sounds like you were three steps behind pops meanwhile yeah. mac was sleeping with the killer good like, job mac mac knows pop's story so he sprinkles in enough of those details when he tells his story yeah. that it's just like ah sally did damn good police work mcsullivan yeah yeah. Love it. Pollard, does this movie work as a Nick Sullivan Absolutely, movie? it works as a Nick Sullivan movie. There's already yeah. cops. In my version of, of Mac Sullivan, the bloody Valentine of Mac, um, <laughs> Mac, Mac is the sheriff of this. What are we going to see this weekend? Mac Sullivan, the bloody Valentine of Mac. <laughs> just came out. <laughs> Mac, Mac's the sheriff in town, right? And these killings start again. And this puts a damper on his illegal gambling ring that he's running inside the mine. He calls it the mine shaft. Nice. And it's where like businessmen in town like me and there's yeah. all kinds of promiscuous behavior and there's yes. gambling going on. Uh. The way that Mac works this business is by stealing from everyone who buys into the pot. So it's like pretty corrupt. Uh, there's a payment system set up for those who win, and he can hold on to capital while dishing out their winnings. And there's also like a membership Fee that he consistently makes money off of like it's a it's a very complex like gambling ring sounds complicated. it's complicated it's not complex it's just complicated um and while risky to keep open while these killings are happening mac has one more night of illegal gambling that he hosts and the killer shows up so the killer pickaxes everyone and when he gets to pops mac is able to get a last word in right before pops dies and he says, Pops, there's something I've always wanted to tell you. I've been sleeping with Gloria consistently for the past 15 years. And then right then, Pops gets pickaxed. Like you see, you know, he doesn't even have time to shift to, like, angry. It's just pure sadness on his face. And then he yeah. dies. Right. <laughs> so like you know shot. it's sunk in. <laughs> like, wait, what did he say? And then, pfft. So Pops dies along with everybody else there. And when the killer finally gets to Mac... He stops and stares at him, and there's that, like, look between the cage, you know, like there was in this film. Um, and when the detectives show up, um, he tells them the story, but he becomes the prime suspect because he's the only one who survives. Mac repeatedly tries convincing his own police force that he's innocent. Meanwhile, every time a new detective takes on the case, they get killed. Finally, there's a showdown between Mac and the only detective left on the force, which is the captain of the force she's the only one left who mac knows has also been sleeping with gloria for the past 15 years <laughs> so mac is finally caught doing cocaine with gloria in the mine shaft when the captain shows up so we got this love triangle brewing right captain pulls his gun his jealousy comes out mac is pleading for his life they're arguing Gloria's being yelled at by both of them to pick a side and when you hear the gunshot go off and you think Mac is shot, the captain falls to the ground. And it's revealed that Gloria had snuck Mac's revolver and shot the captain. Mm. Mac thanks her for taking out the killer, and Gloria turns the gun on Mac unexpectedly and says, Now we can finally be together, before shooting him and then turning the gun on herself. <laughs> Another murder-suicide, I like it. <laughs> 
so <laughs> Those Gloria. Are the best. Yeah, so you don't know if maybe Gloria was the killer the whole time. Yeah. You really don't know who the killer is. Yeah. I like that. I do. Maybe it was the the captain. Maybe it was <laughs> Mac. I like that she she saved Mac just to kill him and then suicide. Yeah. Right? Like she like nick of time like yeah. saved you. But and there's some mental health questions with Gloria because she's like, now we can finally be together. So she believes that they're gonna like join each other in the afterlife or I like that Gloria finally committed suicide. <laughs> it's been she's right there the whole lot time. Of guilt. Yeah. It's just like, why not kill yourself? Yeah. It's a lot easier for everyone if you're not the sexual object of everyone's you desire. Ruined, <laughs> you ruined Sullivan's life. You made him so confused about his partner and his partner's wife that, like, yeah. So hypothetically, like you're you. saying, if Gloria is the killer, could be she's the one who beheaded Pops as right. Nick Sullivan's confessing that he banged her. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. But it also might not be here. She's just crazy and killed herself. It could have been Mac. It could have been the captain. Maybe multiple killers, unrelated, just coincidental. Yeah. Oh, also that first massacre at the gambling party where Pops yeah. is killed uh-huh. is Pops's birthday. It was like a birthday bash. Uh, so, so I like this. Another bad birthday. I like this because hopefully in like the actual recreation of this film, there are, unlike this movie, are no clues. Like when the movie ends, it's, everyone's like, it's I up to you this to decide. And there's yeah. no evidence to support any of any of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. No theory outweighs right. the other yeah. because nothing happens. The script to was say. like one detail away from like being awesome, but because yeah. it wasn't in there, it's just so confusing. Yeah, they they had like you know You're so close. Why do you think Mac was the killer? Well, I don't have a good reason. It's just you know one in four. Seems like a shitty guy. Yeah, yeah they had four different endings written so that the cast wouldn't know yeah kyle probably didn't have this working so let's just wrap things up i did yeah. i said nope okay so this i i didn't think that you would I was to ask think you does this work as a mcsullivan vehicle yeah what would you say, say no probably. i'd say no 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Oh, wow it's a yes and it's a hard yes hard yes <sighs> yeah yes uh, it's Valentine's Day in Louisiana and also the rest of the United States as it's a national holiday. And Max... <laughs> and, and Max enjoying a cream-filled donut. Mac has extracted the cream from the donut and replaced it with a homemade whipped cream where he substitutes the sugar with cocaine. He also wow, has his... cocaine donut? Yeah. yeah. That'll get your morning started. <laughs> He also has his morning coffee, which is Johnny Walker Blue filled to the brim. Mac always makes sure to fill up his cup with whiskey in the break room so high that it overflows so that he can Zamboni the spilled whiskey off the table and a co-worker will see him top off the whiskey cup with real coffee as to not raise suspicion. When McSullivan returns to his desk, he finds an envelope. This is a splash of coffee. <laughs> He opens to find a Valentine's Day card written in blood that says, I am going to kill you today. Love, your father. Whoa, what? McSullivan is shook as he hasn't seen his father in 20 years, but understands if his father wants to kill him. Because when McSullivan's mom died at the age of 16 and Mac's father remarried at 17, McSullivan was quick to bang his new stepmom and broke up the marriage. (laughs) His dad never forgave him, and McSullivan was forced from his home in Baton Rouge to New Orleans. 
Just then, Pop strolls into the precinct with a box of chocolates for each lady and a card that reads, Thanks for all that you do, your co-worker and your friend, Pops. What a great guy. He's thoughtful. Yeah. He's when, the best. Yeah, he's a good guy. When he, when he makes his way to McSullivan's desk, Max shows him the card he received. Pops is terrified, as he has heard stories about McSullivan's father that were darker than most of the murders he has seen throughout his career. Yeah. Pops goes to the police computer and tracks McSullivan's father's last known whereabouts to a small shack in the middle of the bayou. Ooh. Mac and Pops head out and arrive to find McSullivan's father's house is overrun with cobwebs, spiders, and seems to have been abandoned. When McSullivan goes upstairs, he sees the bedroom wall has words written in blood that read, I have you right where I want you, Mac. Love, your father. <laughs> McSullivan turns around to call for Pops to come upstairs, uh -oh. but as he does, McSullivan is stabbed in the stomach. No. Mac looks down at his wound and up at the killer's face to see none other than Pops, <gasps> or as he referred to himself in the Valentine's card, Father. <laughs> Father Pops. <laughs> Mac asks Pops why he would do such a thing, and Pops says, Every Valentine's Day, Gloria tells me she's too tired for sex. And every February 15th, you tell me how tired you are for banging my wife each Valentine's Day. <laughs> Pops. <laughs> every, every, every year. Every single year. Pops is gleeful as he twists a knife into McSullivan's gut and says this year he won't be banging Gloria. McSullivan, as he is bleeding out, leans into Pops' ear uh -oh. and whispers, Pops, you may call yourself father, but I'll always be Gloria's daddy. I banged her early this morning. Yeah, of course he did. Just as McSullivan says this, Mac takes his cocaine pinky fingernail and jams it into Pops' aorta. They both fall to the floor, presumably bleeding out to their death, when the screen fades to black and the words written, Max Bloody Valentine. <laughs> wow, yeah. they both die. Yeah. Presumably. Presumably. So it's arguable, we... but maybe not. I loved it. I like how both of our stories are based on the affair that Mac has with Gloria. <laughs> maybe she's the killer in both of them. Yeah. Like, she's not in this one, really. But maybe Yeah, we can. never even know about maybe the Maybe she's got some kind of, like, mind control technology yeah. in this one. Maybe Pops is, is being possessed by Gloria. Yeah. And killing Mac. To end the affair. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Halloween. Happy Hubie Dooby Dooby. Hubie Dooby Happy Halloween to all, and to all a good fright. I have another SOS. Oh, fun. Okay. Tom, in the sequel, buys the diner, names it Tom's Diner. Wow. That's cool. Started with the name, we'll just huh? play the song here. Yeah. And that'll be the end of the episode. Okay. How are you doing on eyes? Eyes. Yeah. Eyes. Like real, real eyes. eyes. No, like your eye coverage. Like Mama, you... there goes that man. 
Yeah. Uh, eye coverage. I do not use my contacts. Okay. If I'm going swimming, if I'm going on vacation, I take them. Don't use them. Only have like 20 left. Got to make it last. Like that's like okay. that's like when I go on vacation, I always bring like three extra pairs of underwears because it's like, I don't know if I'm going to shit my pants. Yeah. And I usually don't in normal day-to-day life, but when you're going on vacation, like... You, you get excited. You gotta get you're prepared. Happy. You don't know. Fun. You don't... You're finishing all those meals with your espresso shots and stuff. Oh yeah, no, it's, it can happen. Down the water slide. And, yeah. You know, maybe you just the water's push rushing one out. in, rushing out. Like, yeah, that's but right. No, I do pack extra underwear, uh, but only when it's cool. I don't need Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly-ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I know my body. We all know your body. So, I remember, I took a picture on my phone of, like, my numbers. They're like, I don't know what any of these numbers mean, like I just mentioned with cholesterol. And then I pull out the pamphlet, and I'm looking for, like, the charts for your age and like what you're supposed to be in and like what you're it wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. This is good. I love when we just get into like mental health uh morality stuff. No, it's, it's I, think, like, it, I don't personally. It very much is like echoing what we're seeing right now where we have a presidential got nominee him. Got him know, Joe Biden hey, look, who doesn't have the mental capacity I, I'm not trying to be to our spark. commander in chief. I'm, he just doesn't. I'm, I'm not trying to the spark guy's political. Half of his life. I'll have a better joke later. <laughs> I also agree with you. For those of you who can't see what we're talking about, earlier when I said that I'll joke, then I wrote it down because we acknowledge that it's probably a better joke written down than said. <laughs> And I wrote it down. Is that like a Latin root? Like, there's no reason why it needs to be spelled that way. No, it's a word that doesn't have a Latin root. <laughs> I-L, from, it used to be spelled I-L-E, from Old French, L-E, from Latin, a la, wing. I don't like that at all. Kamala Sud- Sud- Hussein, probably. Did you... you see Mars the other night when it was like... No, oh, it was I like did super not. super cool. It was like, I'm going <laughs> to shit with the door open. <laughs> Uh, I had another genre swap, and it's a CSI episode. Mm. There we go. Now we're talking. I'm interested. I'm listening. (laughs) we got to find a reason to put Caruso in there. Yeah. Alex? So let me tell you the title of this image. David-Caruso-Fat-Health-Risk.jpg Around his mouth, you know? Yeah. And his crotch. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's a ball coat. For sure. (laughs) A (laughs) scrotee. furniture today a woman walked by with her dog I was like what beautiful wood 
Mm. And like we're just sweating with like drawers out. Just like shut up. (laughs) That's great. Why don't you come help us carry it? Thank you. Yeah. She probably didn't mean it in a sexual way today. Uh-huh. She was just saying, like, what good would? But this woman was, like, really yeah. telling boner jokes, and I was there for it. Yeah. You two sucks. No, you two's great. You cocksucker. <laughs> That's crazy. We really are on the third flickies. Um, fine print. Mm-hmm. Um, courtroom arguments. You want it to be a movie where it's like, I need to watch it again because I didn't really understand what was Yeah. Going. Like it's, like, a, it's like Syriana. Yeah. <laughs> it's all oil money and like. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's like also. Michael Clayton. Yeah, but like kind of goofy, like a like a. I want um, Sorkin to write it, so it's like super wordy. Mm-hmm. But Wes Anderson directs it, so it's like, why does like Tom like yeah. wearing a skirt or like there's some weird like yeah like you know object. Uh, you know, themes and, yeah, and why, colors. And... Why is Bruce Willis a stenographer with a teal typewriter? <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, like, just like weird Wes Anderson-y stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Smart but girl. also driven, like, law and order yeah, he driven. He cigarettes in his hat. Yeah. Like, just a full. Yeah. Yeah, all lined up. <laughs> yeah, so courtroom, procedural, Wes Anderson directed, you know, Sorkin written, um... That I'd watch it. I'd watch it, and I'd probably not like it, but I'd watch it. (laughs) It's like my blue day, Valentine, or something like with cursive. It's in French, (laughs) inexplicably. We'll show it to you later, but the context was like in 2007 or something. Kyle like messaged me like, "Hey, you were like watching your cousin or something. Like, you have any funny YouTube videos?" I sent him this midget fight from Jerry Springer, and it's just preposterous and really sad. And yeah, like, he was like, "That was just sad." And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, thanks for right. nothing." Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you also sent me the video of the Ipecac. No, the the oh, guy the, the, yeah. the guy getting tea bagged. <laughs> It's like a 2020 confessional of this kid talking about getting teabagged. And it was also like, this one's also sad. <laughs> no, it just starts with like the news like voiceover. Like, it's called teabagging. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> yeah, no, it's like really messed up. Was... He like, he's like sobbing. He's like, I thought they were my friends. Yeah. Like, it's so sad. The mom's like, you have to move school or something like that. Wow.